Hey, yo, say hello to the back. Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of Badabing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The no-go-setro. The world is listening. Gee, I hope nobody is taping this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the SNS Radio Network is proud to bring to you the open book. Do you see that? Do you see that coming? Yes! 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 For your source for all video game entertainment and wrestling news. I know how to push your buttons too. I see everything you're going to do from a mile away. With your host, Sensational Sequel, Sean. And I am the voice of the voiceless. And the British one, Ashley. What's the matter, Danny? You've never taken a shortcut before. So sit down. What? Shut up. What? And listen, because story time is about to begin. Tell me he didn't just say that. What is up, guys? Of course, you have just tuned in to the only show who will play the Epic Rap Battles every week if he ha- if they have the chance. This is the open book right here with the S- on the SNS Radio Network. I, of course, am the... Uh, apparently, we're having issues. I don't know what it is. But either way, right now, you have joined myself, 
sensational sequel, sensational, sensational spoiler, one of the voices of the voices, and probably the only voice of the voiceless tonight, I'm pretty sure my co-host will hang me out the dry in some sort of fashion tonight. I am the sensational Sean, of course, right here with you. Um, this is the open book. I mean, it's just one of those things where we, uh, we have fun no matter what. So... Tonight is a big episode for us. Uh, it is E3, of course. We definitely have uh, a lot to talk about, so let me go ahead and get my co-host on. He is, of course, the British one himself. He is Ashley. What is up, man? Uh, I don't know. It's been a quiet week, isn't it, really? <laughs> it has been a very busy week. That is one thing that I can say. I mean, Monday we had we had the big day. We had the big, big day. And we'll definitely be talking about all of that very soon. We do want to go ahead and jump into a little bit of wrestling. Um, we want to talk uh, Payback, which is this Sunday, of course. We're going to go quickly through this as we have a big first segment packed out. So let's go ahead and jump into this, Ashley. Um, first match is Damian Sandow versus Sheamus. What do you see? Uh, I think Sheamus could win via DQ if they want to do it like that. Because I'm just sensing that Cody Rhodes is somehow going to be involved. Okay. So, yeah, I think I'll give it to Sheamus, but I think it'll be on a DQ. I actually think Damian Sandow might win, and just because of the reason why you said, because of Cody Rhodes. Um, I think we'll see Cody Rhodes interfere. We'll see him actually interfere and help out. Um, okay. Why don't you open? Um We'll see them help out uh, Damian Sandow to get the win. Uh, on four down, it does say that Sheamus will win by whoever has put their picks in. 100% pinfall, 100%. No, there will be no interference, 100%. So there's the first pick. I'll have to check out um, what who's put their picks in already and what we have. The next match, of course, is going to be the Divas Championship. AJ Lee versus Caitlin, who's the current champion. Uh, I'll take this one first. Uh, I do see. <laughs> Hold on, I got I got to throw this out. Um, L Train has apparently put his te- his his tweet in. The open book was Cessation Sean and Ashes My Name UK now live on SNS Radio Network. Mirror's Edge, bitches. That's all it says. He finally got his dream. Um, or did he? <laughs> good, tr- good, good point. Um, okay, I can see. Ka- I see Caitlin holding out on this one. I see Caitlyn winning this match and holding the title out over AJ's Lee, AJ Lee a little bit, uh, possibly by DQ. I do think that um, we'll see something weird go here. Uh, apparently, Matt just put in his listening to the open book with Station Sean Ash. My you, Ash is my name. UK, you gotta change that thing, dude. It's hard. Uh, with such a soil week, what on Don't earth will they talk about? Don't read so quick. I gotta be quick. This is the first segment. We got a lot to do. Do you want me to get, do my picks then? No. Um, who, what do you see for the first match or for this match? It's clearly going to be AJ because this has been about fourteen months in the making since she should have had the shot before she made got made Raw General Manager and all that crap. So I think AJ gets it. Okay. Uh, 100% say AJ Lee will win, um, 83.33 say pinfall, 16.67 say submission, but apparently it's the big one, no 
no interference, 66.67. Yes, interference, 33.33. So it's pretty big. Uh, match for the U.S. State United States Championship, uh, Kane versus Dean Ambrose, the current champion, Ashley. Makes no sense to drop it off Am- uh, Ambrose because he still arguably is the strongest out of the three, so I think he'll retain. I don't know if he'll be retiring yet, but he's on his way. I agree, D'Ambro, the champion. Uh, next match, Randy Orton and Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, a.k.a. The Shield, for the current tag team champions. No reason to take the titles off The Shield, because we have a great run with them going on right now, so I see The Shield retaining, Ashley. Uh, we may not have a reason to take the titles of the Shield because they're going to win. But we have got a reason in making Randy Orton heel and Daniel Bryan face. Because I honestly <laughs> think that's the angle that's going to happen. Uh, one of the guys will cost the other for their team. Orton will just lose it. Owe him. And then you can have the versus Orton feud start again, except this time possibly have it go Stone Cold versus Bret Hart, WrestleMania 13 style, and have Ziggler turn face of sorts and heel of sorts. And then <laughs> Brian, if the rumors are true, and he'd go on to uh, take on John Cena, he doesn't need to be a take on John Cena. Because I think he'll be over with the fans anyway. Okay, well, I do I do disagree with you on this because I do think they're going to reverse that. I think Brian's going to go heel, Orton will stay face, uh, Brian will take on Kane in a little bit of a feud like they had before. Uh, and then we will see later on Cena versus Brian. Uh, Brian actually in the title away from him. So that's what I see oh, oh. for that. Uh, next match is the triple threat for the Intercontinental Championship. The Miz versus Curtis Axel versus Wade, who's the current champion, Ashley. Um... Curtis Axel just seems too much of a last-minute replay in order to give it to him, but it's the most realistic of the three. But I think they might just give it to the Miz. Because, well, they could have... It's a tough one. I'll say Miz, but in order of... In likelihood, is go with Miz. Okay. Um, Curtis Axel win. I think this was a plan for Dango got hurt. Um, have fun to win. And Curtis Axel will take it away from him the next night on Raw. Um, but he did get hurt, so they're kind of speaking the whole a little bit faster. So Curtis Axel over win. win. Uh, um, next match is Chris Jericho versus CM Punk, and there's a funny stipulation on four down. Uh, basically, it goes like this: consider this match Chris Jericho versus CM Punk, or his replacement. We will not throw out the ma- this match if CM Punk is replaced by another wrestler. So there will be two questions on this one, Ashley. First question. Chris Jericho, CM Punk. Um, if CM Punk does come back, I see CM Punk winning. I, you know, I take, I take on Paul Heyman. Second question I have, who would replace him? So go ahead. You doubt it. You could have, you could have Axel do double duty if he doesn't actually do that much in the thing. In the triple, in the IC title triple threat, he'd be the most likely to be a replacement if there was one. But I think the match anyway, because I honestly think Axel's going to cost it for Punk, and Punk's this is going to be the start of Punk turning against Team Heyman, and you know SummerSlam could be Lesnar versus Punk or something like that. Okay. Next match, 
the match for the World Heavyweight Championship. I do want to preface this with preface this with guys. Um, to the blind bastard that is Bronx father, um, Alberto <laughs> Del Rio is not injured. Okay, he is not injured. That was last year. He is completely fine. He will be in this match just like Dolph Ziggler will be. Okay, so get those eyes checked out, brother. Just one of those things. Alberto Del Rio versus Dolph Ziggler, who is the current champion. What do you see, Ashley? Um, to be quite honest, Ziggler really has to retain, and I think this is probably going to be the start of uh, Del Rio po- possibly taking a back seat. I, th- I think the the plan will be to continue possibly the feud with uh, oh Coulter and Swagger down the line. They're now trying to f- pick on Sinkara because he isn't Rey Mysterio. So, I'm going to say Ziggler retains, mainly because he deserves it. Huh. Um, Ziggler retains, I do see that. I will probably see a uh, interference by AJ uh, in this also. As the Zeb Coulter thing goes, I don't care. I really don't. <laughs> I really just wish the whole Zeb Coulter thing would disappear a little bit, but I do like the fact they made you pick up... Um, Antonio Cesaro. So, I do like that fact. So, we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, and the next match, we're going to go through all three matches with this. So, the three stages of Hell match for the WWE Championship, Ryback versus John Cena. Now, this is a three stages of Hell, which means it is a two out of fall, two, th- two falls out of three. Two out of fall, two out of three two falls. Out there of we three go. Falls, yes. There we go. Just trying to say it right. Um, the first fall is a lumberjack match. Um, I see Cena winning that first fall. What do you think? If you want to do it... Uh, just, just one fall each. We're going one fall. First. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to work out what way WWE... Would they want the... the would they want the underdog in Cena getting the first fall? Or would they want him to, like, do, like, the comeback kind of thing? From what, um... I'm thinking just because of how many people Ryback has pissed off, Cena will probably get. Right. Uh, that's, what, that's how I feel. Um, the second fall is a tables match. Uh, Ryback, of course, will get this fall. He will do the uh, the shell shock through a table, or he'll pretty much just mutilate John Cena's table. Actually, I'm just wondering whether they might do something where Cena's going to... AA, right back through the table, his ankle buckles, and through the momentum, he falls through the table himself. Possibly. But that would mean both men go through the table, so... No, because remember that bit when the AA turned into the Argo and they gave it to Orton? Okay, yeah, yeah, I got you. I th- it'll be that kind of... Like how, you know, Seamus pushed Cena off through the table and won the title at TLC 2009. It'll be that kind of thing. Ryback will win the second fall. Okay. And the third fall, which is an ambulance match, if it's necessary, it will be necessary because when was the last time they had a three stages of hell match and it was not necessary. So, I do see um and see, this is the big one for me because I want Ryback to win. I want Ryback to win the championship throw Cena in there, and walk out the... But, this is WWE. 
this is them wanting to screw over every fan out there. They're going to have Ryback lose. The hell of it, Ryback wins with a shell shock off the stage onto some lap display, and he throws Cena into the ambulance to win. Ashley? Uh, Scott Steiner wins. Sorry. Um, okay. No. Uh, I think... I honestly think it'll be Cena. Okay. You, so you see him retaining the title? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Ryback would be champion. He needs a bit... It, probably, it sounds wrong, a bit more time to develop, but... Fast-tracking somebody to the championship didn't entirely work for Sheamus. Sheamus lost the belt, and then over the course of the year that he lost the belt from, you know, I think he dropped it to Orton, didn't he? At some point, I think. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember. It's been a while. But, yeah. (laughs) When he got the belt back, that's when you thought, yeah, this is the real proper champion now, and I think... You could give him a chance, but I think uh, more towards the end of the year, I'd make him more a realist. If he stays heel, he'd be a more realistic champion. I'd, I'd like to see him go ahead and take it, because next month is Money in the Bank. We could see a lot of different things happen next month. But I would like to see Ryback go ahead and... Well, that's not what I wanted. I want to see Ryback go ahead and get the title, because Ryback's been with that company for a very long time. Um, if you didn't know, he was actually involved in the Tough Enough $1 million challenge. So he was actually and then Nexus, and then is now where he is now. So I really would like to see Ryback right Idol, and we see a bit of a run with Cena trying to get the title back, uh, possibly even with a ladder match of some kind next month at Money in the Bank. No. You, you can't cheapen the uh, Money in the Bank ladder match by having another ladder match. And I don't know. We know we're getting two. I don't know. Maybe we'll see something big. I would like something. Um, the Money in the Bank invades. It's the TNA WWE crossover that Paul Heyman didn't want. <laughs> and that's the stupidest idea ever created. Uh, whoever suggested they wanted to, that TNA should cross over with WWE is idiot. Um, Blame that reporter that asked Dixie the question about it. And Dixie's stupid thinking that she could get that. So don't expect that of any time. So just go with that there. Uh, anything else you expect from the pay-per-view? Anything you might you might think we see? Or anything like that? Hopefully we don't see a Hardee's burger. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work out who'd be on the pre-show and post-show coverage. Like it has been for the past couple of... Uh, I guess Cesaro would be nice to have on the panel. I don't know who you have else on, but nothing else that I'd like to see. Hmm. Okay. Um, as always, do get your picks in on 4 We want to win. Please get your picks in. There will be a Sunday Night Showdown on this Sunday with JJ. He has made a comment about doing the show. Hopefully that stays true. Um, so yeah, that's our coverage of payback for the moment. Now we need to go and jump into the big stuff. It has been in E3. We are definitely we definitely have a lot to talk about. Um, talk about all the other stuff in our segment here. We're about Ubisoft. We're going to talk about EA. We're going to talk about Nintendo, I believe. 
We're on kind of cover of assorted bits. There you go. So I'm going to actually has um, he has completely go, gone beyond what I expected of him. He has a lot of notes. So I want to thank him for getting all this ready. Um, I've gotten a few pieces just for the other conferences. So we'll talk about those when it comes time. But Ashley, I'm going to throw it over to you. There will be a lot of discussions on this show, and we will be opening up the phone lines in segment three, as always. So if you, excuse me, if you have a problem with either my opinion, which you probably will, as most of you have had a problem with my opinion on the Facebook page throughout the entire week, probably more posts than I've seen in a long time. Um, Please call in, but don't expect us to take all the phone calls. We want you to email also. I have one email, and that's it. So if you think you might be able to get on the show, then good luck. If you think you won't, email us. And to those archives, hey, email us. We want to hear from the archives. Sure, it's going to have a lot of time to bed next week. But we'll get to that at the end. (laughs) Yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into what Ashley has. I'm going to go ahead and toss it over to you, man. And uh, like I said, we will have a lot of discussions. Go ahead. Okay, starting off with EA. Trying to go chronologically with the Sue press conferences and then the Nintendo Direct thing. Uh, EA first kind of showed off Plants vs. Zombies. Now, everybody first at four, okay, this is Plants vs. Zombies 2. No, apparently this is going to be an Xbox-exclusive 3D Plants vs. Zombies called Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. Well, hold on. That's also a PC game. Is it PC? Yeah, but it's, it's also X- PC. It's PC. It's Microsoft. Right. We're just uh, saying. You, you said Xbox. All I did. Exclusive. All I did like by the track. Well, because most people will probably play it on consoles. I'll play it on PC, Possibly. dude. Are you kidding? Well, what I did like about this when they did introduce it is it did have Call of Duty style graphics at the start. You know, with the like the yeah the, the computer graphics coming up saying time of attack three thirty two. It's like. If you're if you're curious as to what this game is, it's a very Team Fortress type game. Uh, if you've ever played Team Fortress Two, you've pl- you're going to play this game because Team Fortress Two is exactly like what Garden Warfare is. And I am looking very forward to Garden Warfare because it looks like it has a strategy element compared to also the shooter element that is the game. Uh, there's boss mode, which I plan on playing the most because I can actually get a bunch of friends here play this boss mode, and we defend against every type of uh, zombie there is. So, I mean, that's what looks really good, and that's what makes me kind of want to play this a little bit. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. It did look very interesting. I love the fact, though, the guy after this said, Pegwar 2 is coming this year, and the crowd was like, we don't really care, because we're here for the get, we're not for the here for the social stuff. But at least they got the social stuff out of the way first, EA, which is a pretty mm-hmm. good move. Mentioned title Fall next, but we'll go into more depth on that in the Xbox stuff, because that's where they showed the meat and potatoes, the gameplay. Then they said about, okay, all the games you're going to see from now on are all powered by the new EA engines. And then there was this teaser trailer, which was like snowy landscape, so it was like, and then that key, that iconic, <coughs> however it goes, sound. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, that isn't what I think it is. And, yeah, it's Star Wars stomach-related stuff, and the caption comes up, Star Wars Battlefront. So it's getting a complete reboot. It's going to be sort of Battlefront 3, but it's going to be Battlefront, ignore the previous one ever existed. 
I will say I jumped up and said yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I was. I mean, in chat, you saw me in chat, Ashley. I was flipping out in chat. I was ecstatic. I was happy. I was loving it. So, yeah, I was very happy. <laughs> sure. Uh, something that did look interesting as well from Ghost Games Need for Speed Rivals the first time that we saw it which seems to be taking the most popular element of the Hot Pursuit game which is basically cops versus robbers uh, but it's or cops versus criminals should I say or something like that but the bit that they showed by the looks of it it was just two cars that were being controlled by players but the intriguing thing is now they were bringing the social aspect into it and we had iPad-related stuff. So somebody could be on an iPad and say, oh, okay, I want a roadblock here with certain cars. So this, this seems to be a trend throughout quite a lot of everything. There is going to be quite a lot of apps or stuff, for their, you know, whichever tablet or phone you have, where you'll be able to do this kind of thing. Uh, out, uh, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad and also apparently the Need for Speed movie but who cares, Breaking Bad uh, with a custom Ford Mustang this was a trend for the first conferences as well distract everybody by bringing out an expensive car uh, the kind of behind the scenes teaser for the movie which is in production and will be coming out spring next year which looks horrible quick <laughs> yeah question is, will it be better than Too Fast, Too Furious? That's no. all it matters. It, it won't. I, I sat there and looked at that. I watched it twice. And the only thing I think of, this is stupid. This is crap. Give me Fast and the Furious. I'll watch that inst instead. So, yeah. Then we had what everybody thought was going to be Dragon Age 3. But it turns out it's now just Dragon Age Inquisition. There is apparently, despite the fact it is a sequel, like with Star Wars Battlefront, we're dropping numbers. It's, you know, we're getting rid of the numbers, ignore anything. Speaking of ignoring everything happened, I'm wondering whether they've done the move because they don't want people to remember what Dragon Age 2 was like. Well, I will say this. I was... Um, I, I saw this and I was just like, wow, this looks really good. And I kept thinking I really do want to go back and replay both first. I kept thinking, I was just like, I know who this female is. I was like, I know who she is, and I just can't think of her name. And finally it hit me. They had Morgan, Morgan in the uh, in the trailer. Or Morgan. can never remember Morgana. what I think was. it's Morgana, yeah. It, it's just absolutely crazy when I did when I see the trailer. And I cannot wait for um, to see what's what we get. Inquisition looks really good. So, yeah. Next up was the which meant sparks and everything. Uh, NBA Live 14, apparently it's all about being able to dribble with the ball, which I thought was exactly the same as the last reading of NBA on EA, which was probably NBA 94, considering <laughs> they had knows how many years ago. It was only a couple, but seriously, it doesn't seem to like... they. What I would stuff a Sony with 2K looked better. And that's supposed to be, like, not a new engine. I don't know. 
apparently there's even going to be hourly updates as well, so your roster's going to be absolutely perfect as soon as your team plays in whatever. They didn't show any NHL, but then they had Madden, and they talked about momentum and precise movement, which is what's been in every Madden since probably 2007. Except they word it slightly differently, so it makes you go, Aww. That's all I can really say about that. Then, for some reason, they brought Drake on to talk about FIFA. Is he a football I, player? No. Get the shit off my screen, then. Well, he is He is very big into soccer in the U.S. Um, he, I, I do want to say that Drake coming out in dual spiel was pretty good. I liked it. He talked about going all over the world where soccer is predominantly huge. And, I mean, right now we've got uh, all these soccer games going on, or football games, excuse me, football games going on uh, to, I, I don't know what, what, what is the tournament going on right now? Uh, just starting tomorrow is the Confederations Cup, which is like the invitation where the, the so-called best teams from each of the six continents, plus the hosts who are going to be hosting the World Cup next year, plus the World Cup champions, all play each other. The ones representing Australasia are Tahiti. They're in a group with Bra- they're in a group with Spain, Uruguay, and um, Nigeria. They only have the chance of even getting a point. I've seen that, and I haven't been paying full attention. I just see, um, I've just seen that U.S. has won some good games. So that's what I was just kind of curious about. So okay, yeah. So uh, that was your FIFA talk about crowd emotion and pro instincts and precision movement. Pro instincts is probably the only new thing. It's like the players each possibly have individual AI. Although, one thing that is worth noticing, in everything that you saw, it's absolutely rubbish. So hopefully that continues, and then you'll just have 59-0 uh, plays online. Because the goalies won't make any sort of single save whatsoever. Then comes UFC, where they bring on John Bones and Benson Henderson, as well as Bruce Buffer introducing them, and Dana White. And Dana White was... Oh, my God. Dana, you know what? The first spot ever was fighting. Two people didn't like each other. Get a headset to people watching. What the hell are you on about, Diana? Yeah, Seriously. that was horrible. Um, I felt bad for the guy who was on stage because he was on stage with Dana White, John John Bones Jones, and whoever the other guy was, because both of them had absolutely no clue what they were doing. They were just standing there like they had their hands in their pockets the entire time. They were just waiting and, uh, there for their one line. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, no. I actually turned away from the screen because I did not give a crap. Um, that was how much... now you know what it's like to be shut inside a cage. I've been shut inside of a cage before, so... That's not the first time. <laughs> so, I don't know. That was, yes. I loved it. That was probably my favorite parts of the entire entire event. They showed the complete 64-player online. Uh, I believe it was PC. I believe it was complete PC uh, play. And let's talk uh, the fact they keep showing the 64-player cut. And the next thing we actually see is a helicopter pretty much chasing down this one squad. And what happens next? The 
flipping skyscraper collapses. It just starts falling. Revelation. Yeah. What's up, that, man? in my opinion, probably one of the coolest things I've seen ever in a uh, multiplayer. So, yeah, I do think that we have possibly a winner for the coolest um, coolest multiplayer preview of a long time. Commander mode is back, but again, it's going to be via like tablets and stuff. You're going to be able to call airstrikes in and whatever from somebody, from like the commander of the group from above being on a tablet and they can just, okay, shoot it there. And I'll buy a tablet just for that. I love tablets. I love, um, oh, I know who it is now. Never mind. Because um, I love strategy style. It's great. I love it. So I, I'm looking forward to the old commander style. So it's going to be really cool to see that. And at least at least Battlefield 4 trailer slash gameplay thing worked. But we'll get to that in segment two. And then finally at the end, oh, here's one surprise from the guys at DICE. And then it's like, okay, don't know what this is, but it looks pretty cool. Then it's red, then there's a red platform, which kind of look, yeah, our train is going to be happy. <laughs> Teaser trailer for Mirror's Edge 2. And then right at the end, coming. When it's ready. And they're all trying yeah. to like, God damn. Um, expect it next year. Straight up say next year. Possibly spring. But it's not Mirror's Edge 2. It's a reboot. So a oh, reboot. again, they've dropped the number. Bollocks. Well, it's it's a reboot. It's a complete reboot. So uh, it's very interesting that they actually are doing that. But it looks like. It looks good. It looks really good. So I'm looking forward to what we're what we're going to get. I mean, I very much think that we are going to have a very good game again on our hands. So, so next up, after all the stuff from uh, after all the stuff from EA, now Ubisoft. Starting off with the guitarist from Alice in Chains introducing Rocksmith 2014 edition, which. Has been a reasonable success, I guess, because they're bringing out another edition. I don't personally. I don't know. The demo I did did get to play last year was not too bad, actually. Although obviously, I'd have to have it for a long time in order to actually learn how to play the guitar. Uh, then, Splinter Cell Blacklist. This was the most confusing trailer ever. Mainly because it wasn't a trailer, it was some sort of like experience thing with 15 trailers in one. <laughs> all being showcased on several different screens. Which I have no clue how... It looked like... It looked messy. Which wasn't great for a game which is supposed to be hyped up and coming out in two months. So are, you, are you trying to make people buy Disney Infinity or XCOM Declassified? Or um, Saints Row 4? Because you're doing a good job. Oh. Rayman Legends also had a little bit of a, a couple of trailers and sort of gameplay. Which looks good. Looking forward to that one, definitely. Uh, then we, uh, Mighty Quest for Epic Loot was shown, but I'll probably go into that details in a couple of weeks. I'll put more on that at the end of the show. South Park Stick of Truth trailer with the fart of Nagasaki. 
Oh, my word. That's all that needs to be said. If you haven't seen the trailer, it's South Park, definitely. No gameplay, but it's just South Park. That's all that matters. Next up, though, was first real proper showcase of games gameplay here. The new game, it was co-produced by, I can't remember who the other company was, and Reflections. Reflections being the guys behind the Driver series of games. And also Stuntman. They're now doing something called The Crow, which, to be honest, looks like the actual Fast and Furious game that you should play, not that shitty tie-in that came out last month. Did you see this, Sean? I have no clue. You just switched things on me all of a sudden. What were you, what'd you say? The Crow. Okay. <sighs> what I said is it's the basically the Fast and Furious game people deserve, not that piece of crap that came out last month. Okay. I I just all of a sudden <clears throat> saw different things in my head when you when you said that. I was like, he said this, but he said that. I was, I, it just completely blew me away. Um... The crew... What? I don't even remember what the crew was. What was the crew? It was like the online world where you... Te- it was the, they were like on and off road. They were running over people on the beach because they were going after a car. And taking uh, the car out. I don't think I saw that one. Uh, which This was Ubisoft, right? Yes. I didn't see Ubisoft. Oh, okay. That may be the problem. <laughs> that may be the problem. It's only... Uh, basically, by the looks of it, the whole of America can be explored, and at any point where you want to do a job, you can call in your friends directly from the game, no sub-menu or anything, and get them into the mission kind of thing, and they'll drop out, I guess, immediately, I'm not sure. But, uh, apparently as well with this, it's tablet-based as well, you can customize your car using the tablet and import it directly into the game for anybody to use. Or, I guess, anybody on your friends list and everything to use. Looked pretty good, though. Because it, it wasn't a racing game, and it wasn't, it wasn't an arcade racer, it wasn't a simulation racer. It was like an action kind of thing where racing is the key. In okay. essence, it kind of looked like, you know, the, the car heist that they do on Fast Five or something like that. Trying to find, uh, it, it was yep. pretty sweet, though, but more more's going to be announced on that. Uh, Watch Dogs then had a pretty damn impressive CGI trailer, but no gameplay, but that was because it came up later on at Sony's conference. Then a quick thing for Just Dance 2014, which, rightfully so, they quickly just mentioned and showed a trailer for it and then forgot all about it. Then Rabbids Invasion which apparently is a TV series coming to Nickelodeon, but is also going to be interactive TV, apparently via exclu- exclusively via Xbox One. But you're also going to be able to play on your iPad and your Android phone as well. So it's kind of what it is. It's trying to be the first second screen major thing that isn't like just look at Twitter. Did you it's forget to be- bring up Just Dance? I just did. Okay. I, I only did a quick mention because that's what they did. Okay, sorry. They didn't focus on it. They didn't do an Usher like they did last year and whatever. Yeah, well, I found the live blog. Uh, the IGN did. Or not IGN, uh, Joystick did. 
and I'm going through it as we're discussing it so I can figure out what the hell we're talking about. But this Rabbids Invasion thing did look weird. It was like, oh, here's the episode where they start throwing eggs at each other, and then here's the kids, and they're, like, pointing in the air, trying to aim, shooting eggs at the Rabbids that are on the screen in the TV episode. Okay, hold on. Before you continue, um, to the guests in chat, you don't you think that the Watch Dogs is going to suck. You don't care what the hype is. You don't see the appeal. Straight up, Watch Dogs, Ubisoft's comparison to... You don't see the appeal of Watch Dogs in the same week that you hear all this stuff about NSA and this guy that's being hunted for, you know, for his life in Hong Kong? He's not being hunted in Hong Kong. They love him. Don't even start. Um, the British have said, if he comes here, get the fuck out. I'm going to tell you that. Um, Watch Dogs is... Hold on. Let me talk. Watch Dogs is Ubisoft's way of basically looking at Grand Theft Auto and saying, forget you. Watch Dogs is going to be pretty awesome because of the fact you have the ability to hack almost any device that is within your reach. You can hack cameras. You can hack ATMs. You can hack cell phones. You can hack TVs. You can hack the entire city and cause a blackout. What's not the appeal? I mean, that's pretty awesome. And that would probably be the game I pre-order for my Xbox One. That is the one game that I'm looking at that I would probably pre-order no matter what because I think that's going to be the one game that they're going to put out there. Go ahead, Ashley. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of, yeah, Assassin's Creed 4 was up next. Uh, Pretty impressive trailer and kind of like a story tease as well. Going to be across land and sea. There was also like a music sort of trailer, but again, no real gameplay because they were saving it for later. Then, interesting news on the Trials franchise. Trials Fusion will be coming to current and next gen, and Trials Frontier will be coming to mobiles, both heading for some sort of a 2014 release. I don't know whether the developers are going to be at a certain event that I'm going to next week, but if they are, I will try and ask them about it, and if they say anything. I'm looking forward to Trials. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Trials. So Trials Fusion is one thing that I will be picking up as soon as it's released. Um, Frontier, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm curious. I want to see how it looks before I do um, pick it up. In essence, Frontiers does look, Frontiers does look like uh, Trials Evolution on a phone. Okay, that's pretty it's awesome. Fu- fusion, fusion does look a little space, <laughs> considering you're going to be flying through the air in ludicrous like force. Oh yeah. And then the big surprise that they had to show is the new game from Massive Entertainment, which had a Watchdogs esque <laughs> yeah. like panic trailer. It's and like, I. Do you know the flu virus can survive for 19 days on a dollar bill? Imagine if that dollar bill was used on Black Friday where 200 million go apeshit crazy. Day one, hospitals would die. Day two, uh, resources would die. Day three, economies collapse. Day five, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Really? Um, Uh, I can't can't forget that line. (laughs) It was was good. I, I don't like how Ubisoft goes to this entire panic, uh, panic trailer when they feel like they have to announce something because it's constant. 
but it's it looks good. It looks really good. The division is what it's called. Um, and the group I was watching actually said that it looks like um, they're using the Watchdogs UI. They're using they're using a lot of the Watchdogs type stuff. So they're kind of taking stuff from each other to just use it, and that's pretty. I do definitely think that that's pretty awesome. Um, I honestly think I honestly think this is probably what Rainbow Six Patriots has become. Nope. Nope. Well, you, you, we've heard stuff about Rainbow Six Patriots, and there's been nothing. Well, I do have a little bit of information on that. Um, I saw I saw a little bit of some stuff today, and I've talked to a few people. Rainbow Six Patriots is coming out on the next-gen consoles. It will be coming out possibly at the end of the year or possibly even next holiday season. Uh, there is no confirmed date on it, but it will be coming out. It has changed uh, how it looks. It's changed engines. It's changed a few different things. So I expect it to be... Uh, it looks interesting, to say the least, from what I've seen and the people I've talked to. So, Yeah. But some of the intricate details of it, like uh, they're going to a police station and uh, they open the door to they open the door and they want the cars because there's supplies inside it, kind of thing that they need, and they come under heavy fire from a group, and they take them down, and obviously they need to use the cover in order to get through. And one of the bits, which was just genius, because it was so subtle that most people didn't see it. He moves along the car and shuts the door. Yes. That was awesome. It's just like, you know, it's like it's a se- just, just like it's, um, oh, second, what am I thinking of? Second thought, something like that? I can't remember. Not sure. It's- pe- pe- somebody will tell me. Uh, but it's just, you know, w- go, go along the cover. The character just shuts the door himself. Doesn't skip round it or anything. Just shut it, move along to the end of the car. And the bullet hole effects as well. You could pretty much see individual bullets flying towards your head. And that's what caught me off guard was the fact they they were using they were using uh, from what I could tell the PS4. They were actually using the entire uh, system off of that, which is kind of funny that they were actually using the PS4 since. Sony hadn't shown anything yet. So it was one of those things where you're kind of like, okay, they're using a PS4 controller. Is there a glimpse of a PS4 somewhere? Um, but it's kind of funny. I uh, I was very surprised at how graphically it looks great. So they were showing off individual bullet holes in the cars. The, the bullets actually hitting all of the uh, concrete barriers and stuff looked really cool to me. So they did a great job with this game, and I will probably be picking this game up too. One thing they did men- didn't mention, though, and it was revealed over the last few days, quite a lot of movie news with Ubisoft as well. Obviously, you already know they're doing um, Assassin's Creed and Tom Clancy. Well, now we've got Ghost Recon, the movie, coming which Michael Bay is currently pro- uh, developing there, saying so that's probably going to be producer, or exec producer kind of role. And they've already confirmed as well that there is going to be a Rabbids movie, which isn't going to be as good as the Minions one. A Far Cry movie, 
Really? Yes. Huh. Not a you not an Uwe Ball one. Can't. Like a proper one. Good. And most interestingly, despite the fact it hasn't even come out yet, a Watchdogs movie. I'll see that one. I will see that one. My my thing is, why go see a Watchdogs movie when probably by then Watchdogs will be twenty dollars on Steam. Who cares? It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a good movie. I mean, heck, we're living in it right now. I, I know the NSA is listening to our conversation, so it don't matter any, anything. Hi, Hello. guys. So, that's Ubisoft stuff. Nintendo uh, showed off some Pokemon X and Y stuff, introducing fairy Pokemon, which apparently are strong against dragon-type Pokemon, which now means that Jigglypuff now has a status instead of what the fuck is this Pokemon type. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's also got like a Tamagotchi relationship style thing, so you've got to pet your Pokemon and you've got to feed your Pokemon. The bit It's different, and certainly graphic-wise, it does kind of look similar to uh, Black and White 2 from last year. But that'll be coming October the 12th worldwide. Yes, you do get to stroke MTCG. You do. And then, then, he, then, then the uh, then the creature looks happy, you know, because I'm not being I don't know what sex you're gonna have of the Pokemon. Uh, then Super Mario 3D World. Yep, pretty much it's Super Mario 3D Land, except it's on the Wii U, and they've switched it to World. Uh, there is a Cat Mario power-up now, signified by a ringing bell. Basically, with it, you'll be able to uh, climb up walls, and you can also climb up the flagpole in case you miss the top of it to get the one up, which is a pretty nice move. Uh, you can also claw things to attack and do bigger jumps than you would without the suit. That's going to be coming sometime in December. Mario Kart 8 was then shown, which is going to have full 3D courses. At some points, there's going to be like a track on normal gravity and a track on upside-down gravity. So there's going to be multiple paths that you can take. You can take paths on walls, various stuff. Uh, look pretty good. Will be coming in spring 2014. Then a couple of delays to Wii Party You and Wii Fit You because... They want to make them better. So We Party You is now coming out October. And We Fit You will be coming out in December. Which logically is probably a pretty sweet move because people will get it in January to want to lose their weight. If they do have a Wii U. And I'll get to the Wii U bit because there was an interesting news story that I saw today. Uh, there was a nice bit with Art Academy as well. They've announced that it's going to be coming for the Wii U, but because of all the people that have been doing the black and white drawings on the Miiverse, they're now incorporating tools from Art Academy into the Miiverse so people can do like color pencil drawings or color pastel or color uh, thick, uh, pen, thick pen kind of style drawings. And that will be introduced some point in the summer. didn't say when. Then they had their third-party stuff, you know, like Scribblenauts and Batman and Deus Ex and Just Dance, things like that. Then some of the digital stuff, two of the big ones that I definitely want to bring up, 
Actually, three. The, uh, the Dungeons & Dragons Chronicles of Mistara 1, which is a remake of two of the arcade games. DuckTales Remastered, because it's DuckTales. And Oddworld New and Tasty will be coming to Wii U. As well as, I think, all next gen, which is good to see. Next up, we had uh, Zelda Wind Waker HD, which looked very nice, I will say that. Uh, to replace the Tingle Tuner, because basically what that was is you could do stuff from the Game Boy Advance, which was connected to the GameCube. The way they've done that now is basically you get a glass bottle once you've got the Tingle thing. You can send a message in the bottle, throw it into the sea, and the sea basically becomes the Miiverse, and people can send messages back from the Miiverse, and they wash up as bottles on the sand that you can pick up and read. So pretty much the easiest way to do cyberbullying. Okay. Yeah, it's like, can, can anybody help me? Oh, is a message come back? Hell no. You'll kill yourself. <laughs> That's going to be coming in October, uh, although late September for Japan itself. Uh, then Wonderful 101, which I still don't know how they couldn't release that, because the demo that I played last September looked perfectly fine. Apparently it's taken them a year to work out how to make it into a game, despite the fact they already had one. I don't know. But it's going to be coming August 23rd to Europe, September the 15th to America. Next was a bit of a surprise. New game from Retro Studios, and no, it's not Metroid. It's Donkey Kong Country. Tropical Freeze. Well, apparently, you're going to be able to play as Dida Kong. Is it Dida? You know, Is Diddy's, that a new one? Diddy's sister. Already? Wow. I can't remember. She's, she was introduced in Donkey Kong Country Returns, I believe. Hmm. She wasn't playable. Dixie. Dixie. There you go. Dixie Kong. She's going to be playable for the, for the first time. But uh, there is going to be some sort of other things as well. Uh, that's going to be coming out in November. does look pretty sweet. Uh, Bayonetta 2 had a cool teaser trailer as well. All those people... Well, for all those people hating, oh my god, it's a Wii U exclusive... Uh, look what happened to Rayman and Deus Ex. Sp speaking of that, I might as well pull that in here. Deus Ex, uh, Human <clears throat> Revolution, Director's Cut, was supposed to be a Wii U exclusive. It is now multi-platform. So, if those of you thinking Bayonetta could go... It could go, but considering it's a Sega game, and how Sega are suddenly all extremely buddy-buddy with uh, Nintendo at the minute... I think that could remain an exclusive. But still look very nice. Bayonetta's kind of cut her hair a bit, though. She's gone a bit... Uh, I guess they didn't want to make her look like Sarah Palin anymore, because that joke had run out. Then we had X. Well, that's all we can... All I can call it is X. Because that's all they gave us. But what I'll probably say is it's probably going to be called Xenoblade, because it is from the guys that did Xenoblade. And it looks Xenoblade-esque. Because it... Well, in essence, it looks Zone of the Enders-esque. Yeah. Lots of robots. Lots of fighting. That kind of stuff. Then right at the end, Super Smash Brothers, The PS The Resistance, with uh, 
Oh, what's the name of the character from Animal, Animal Crossing? The Villager. The Villager, yeah. The Villager is now going to be a playable character. Uh, Mega Man was the big one. Mm-hmm. Did look pretty damn cool. And apparently there's a very big thing going around. Uh, it was They asked the guy who was actually in charge. Uh, Miyamoto, not Miyamoto. Uh, one of the guys, I can't believe I can't remember what his name was. <clears throat> Sakurai? Uh, maybe it was Sakurai. Uh, they were talking to him in an interview, and apparently he actually said an answer to a, answer to a question through a translator was, that's classified. Asked the question yes. was, what happens when Kirby eats Mega Man? That's classified. They do not want to give out what's going to happen to Kirby when he eats Mega Man. That is awesome. What I want to know is, well, because they, they then had, oh my god, there's this third one which will be exclusively revealed online, and everyone's like, oh my god, this could be huge. And then what was it revealed as? The Wii Fit Train. <laughs> I want to know what happens when Kirby eats the Wii Fit Trainer. <laughs> Does it what lose weight like villager? a supermodel? I don't know. What happens when he eats the villager? Does he get a. Uh... A butterfly net? I don't know. Um, not sure. Weird. That's weird. Keep going. Just keep going. Uh, one thing I will mention here now, for those of you listening live and on archive before Saturday afternoon, check Best Buy's website. Um, I don't know if you can get the link for that, short and put it in the chat room. Bestbuy.com slash Nintendo Experience, I think. You might want to check that out. What it is, I think about 80 or so Best Buys across America, and there are 20 or so in Canada. So if you're, if you're, uh, if you're north of the American border, there might be some in your area. You'd have to check on the Best Buy Canada one. I'm not sure where, though, link-wise. But certain branches are taking part in this showcase of Wii U games. I believe they and partially 3DS... They're going to be showing, I think, um, Pikmin and Luigi U, definitely. And Donkey Kong. Yeah, the, the four they announced, which were exclusively revealed at E3, are going to be Mario Kart 8, Super Mario 3D World, Donkey Kong Country, uh, Tropical Freeze, and Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. I don't know whether there's going to be uh, the 3DS Zelda, which most people associated, most people called it as Link to the Past 2. But it's now got a full proper name, and it's Legend of Zelda Link Between Two Worlds. Looks very impressive. Will be coming out this November to America, uh, 2013 to Europe, so that's probably going to be December time-ish. Same goes, release dates, that for those those same release dates apply to, sorry, Sonic and Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, Sochi 2014. So November America, probably sometime holiday for Europe. And also Mario Party 3DS, which wasn't as part of a direct thing. They've said that that will be coming out worldwide this November. And then Mario and Luigi Dream Team coming July the 12th to Europe and then August 11th to America. Over, I might have to check quick over the break if I can't get a chance to do it. I might check on the Best Buy thing. To TCG, uh, how many Zelda games are there? 
a lot. There's a lot, but the only one matters, and that's a link to the past. And the only reason why I think it's linked to the past uh, no, is because between two worlds. No, I'm I'm talking about the one where Ganon kills Link as soon as he pulls the Master Sword out. That's the only one that matters. Because if you didn't know, Link's dead. All these other ones are different universes or dreams. <sighs> <laughs> As yeah. Max says, well, spoiler. I am there as a sensational spoiler, so yeah. yeah but he just randomly did it. He didn't even warn it. was like, yeah, I'm dead. Care. Deal with the bitches. He's dead. <laughs> for, for good job. Hey. Um, I'm living up with my name, okay? <laughs> um, what, what, how many Zelda games are there, TCG? Well, you've got the Wind Waker HD, you've got Don't. the. No, no, no. Do not count them. Go ahead with your stories. I will look no, them up. What I'm say- no, you've got Wing Waker HD and you've got The Link to the Past. And then you've got the one that they are developing on. Which oh, has got good. like the working title of Legend of Zelda Wii U. Which is the new one. That's all we know. That's, that's, that's where I'm going. That's, that's oh, it. And to Mac and chat, uh, spoiling The Last of Us. Okay. Um, it's all a dream. <laughs> it's all a dream. I read the last page on this on the strategy guide. So it's, it's all a dream. Uh, the fungus has apparently killed everyone. Uh, it ends up being a dream. Uh, I believe Joel is actually dead, and his last thoughts were actually of whatever Last of Us game is. His last thoughts was, "Why the shit haven't they released Half Life 3? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. A <laughs> uh, couple of other, uh, well, couple of other mini stories that came out from E3. Uh, Polytron has announced Fez Two. That's all that needs to be said, mainly because that's all they said. Uh, I, I wasn't counting. Okay, I wasn't counting how many Zelda games there have been in history. I'm, I was saying how many Zelda games there are out now or being in development. Don't worry. Okay. Rod, Rod, spoilers over. Um, 16, but okay. Yeah, Polytron's announced Fez 2. They haven't said what platforms or anything, but who cares? It's Fez 2. That's awesome. And then also Hotline Miami 2 turned up at E3, kind of out the blue. Apparently, it will be playable at the Rooster Teeth Expo in Dallas in a couple of weeks, which should be very good because Hotline Miami 1 is pretty damn sweet itself. A couple of interesting things that's definitely worth mentioning. One, uh, the Ouya guys apparently tried to get shut down by, reportedly shut down by the people running E3 for operating their already announced uh, stall from the car boot of a car park or something. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on one second. They actually rented out uh, cart uh, spaces uh, in the parking lot. So they had a permit and everything. E3 then goes and rents the ones in front of them, puts trailers in front of it, and basically blocks off the entire view of them. So Ouya, the, the, the group that owns it, then rents the uh, parking spaces in front of that, puts another stall up, puts some uh, banners up. So E3 calls up the cops. They come out on segways, apparently. 
which was probably <laughs> the stupidest picture I've ever seen in my life. Full block, mocap. Um, they show up, and E3 is expecting them to kick them out. The cops look at it like, hey, they got their permits. We're not doing crap. And they leave while Ouya is still sitting there like, hey, we're here. And apparently the, the female who actually is in charge of uh, Ouya straight up came out and said, hey, we're trying to work with E3 to actually let us inside, but they're being bullheaded. They won't allow us in. So, I mean, there you it's go. It's ironic because there were quite a few other things like that. Like, I think it was called the play pad. I think it was called the play pad. It was called that I certainly saw in E3 itself shown on the 2K community stream. That they were in there, you know, their product's $99, which is roughly the same as the Ouya. I know there's a couple of others like GameStick and whatever that are definitely coming out worldwide as well. GameStick actually looks pretty cool. I will say that. We're taking pre There was another one products. as well, but I can't remember what it was called. Um, we're taking pre orders for it at GameStop. It looks interesting. So. And then the other controversial thing mm-hmm. is. Oh, I forgot to mention about the Nintendo Experience thing. The Nintendo Experience thing is this Saturday from 1 till 5 at selected stores. I might, I'll might, i try and get the link and put it on the Facebook page and put it in the chat room over the course of the commercial break. Uh, but apparently at some of these events... Well, no, let's get the related story to it first. Apparently Best Buy has done a deal with Microsoft for 500 of their stores to have Microsoft booths in in the next month or so. But not yet. But then, apparently, as people were queuing up on Wednesday for the Wii U experience stuff at the so many branches, Microsoft staff were turning up, talking to people saying, why don't they buy an Xbox One? (laughs) <laughs> That's low. That's bloody low. Not really. You have the, you have the, uh, the uh, what's the word? The captivative audience. Why not talk to them? I'd do it. Possibly, unless though it's reverse things, and they're basically wanting to know why people want to buy the Wii U and not the Xbox One. And if everybody says because of ever, you know, the negative things that they've mentioned about. Perhaps this is some sort of like, perhaps this is like some sort of weird questionnaire thing to try and make Xbox better, or certainly seem more approachable than the approach that they've taken so far. Um, I will say this: uh, either way, it's money for Best Buy. Uh, either way, Best Buy is going to make money. They don't care who buys what. Um, I will say this. I do, of course, work on a military installation. I work retail. I work GameStop. That's my second job. We had a lady come in. Uh, we had a lady actually appear to our Call of Duty line. Went over, bought it from the military exchange, ran over to where our line was. Our, we had a huge line. It actually walked, went down to the commissary and went down to the military exchange. She was walking down, hey, and say, hey, uh... The exchange is open. They got plenty of copies. No waits. No no waits. We had to walk over there to her, tell her to get out of the line because she was interrupting our business. Because, hey, you're trying to pull business away from us. Best Buy is looking at it like, hey, we're making money. Why do we care what they do? 
So, I mean, it's a good point on Microsoft for doing what they were doing. But at the same time, they might have just been doing a survey like, hey, you're buying a Wii U? Why is that? Why don't you buy an Xbox One? Oh, you're not going to? Why? And then getting their whole opinion based on that. I mean, there's a whole lot of different things that was probably coming out of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go yeah. ahead. I think that's it. I'm just trying to find the... Uh, I'm trying to find Reggie. That sounds wrong, but, you know. Oh, God. Um, so, that's it. We're, we're done with the first part of the uh, the group? Yes. Well, the, the Call of Duty stuff I'll bring up later on because, oh, my God, that was embarrassing. Okay, then. So... There's your first part of the E3 coverage. We are going to take a quick break. Um, We are going to come back, and we will see you guys in a minute. Stay with us. Wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time! Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud to bring to you a day in the life of Ric Flair. Street. 
This has been a day in the life of Ric Flair, brought to you by Wrestling News Live. WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. You're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling. Log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest-running newsletter on the Internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. And now back to the open book on the SMS Radio Network. And welcome back, guys. This is, of course, the open book with myself, the sensational sequel. As everybody just found on the show, the sensational spoiler, the voice of one of the voices of the voices on the SNS Radio Network. Yes, I'm Sensational Sean. Um, of course, we. This is a big E3 episode tonight. I am always here with my co-host Ashley until I decide to fire him for whatever reason he possibly can have tonight. There's probably going to be a few good reasons, so we'll leave it on that. Um, you can't you handle st- the truth. Gosh, don't even start. Don't even start. You said a few good reasons, so I just did a few good men parody. Okay. So, this is the second segment. We are doing E3. So, the next one is going to be Nintendo. Uh, not Nintendo. Microsoft. <laughs> can be I'm Nintendo completely. if you want to. Don't no. want to mention Xbox. <laughs> Um, so we are going to talk a little of GameStop. So let's go ahead and jump straight. Oh, fuck. We're going to talk Microsoft. I apologize, guys. I am very tired, and I'm reading the chat at the same time. I apologize. Okay. Microsoft. Um, so let's jump into Microsoft. I am pretty sure that all hell is going to break loose in on this one. So let's go ahead and start. I'm going to read the chat for a second because I see something that I need to read. Go ahead. So we start off with uh, a sort of surprise, Metal Gear Solid, well, it's Metal Gear, and then it is Metal Gear Solid 5, uh, with some horse action. They're riding on horses, kind of, I haven't seen kind of stuff similar to that, so probably other than Red Dead Redemption, or possibly the Dynasty Warrior stuff, or um, Shadow of the Colossus, because you had your horse in that. You can even do stealth on a horse, apparently. When you go past the soldiers, you just go on the other side of the horse while still sat on on side of it with your like your leg leg wrapped round on the saddle. Which is pretty sweet. They also introduced some of the characters like uh, Master Miller's going to be there, Quiet uh, Eli Skullface, who's the baddie. He's the bloke that looks like he's had his head t- stuck in Tipex. 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 Well, Tipex. Uh, Emmerich, 
obviously before he becomes Otacon, I guess. Uh, Revolver Ocelot, the Code Talker, then the Hellbound, which looks to be like the Psychomantis style Max person, and then Punished Snake. What I can say about it is the full nine. What you saw was like a six-minute trailer. The full nine-minute one does contain uh, torture, electrocution, and a woman who's being held down by Snake as they surgeons are, while she's alive and not under anesthetic, cutting through her abdomen and her stomach to find some sort of thing, probably a bomb, that was actually, you know, implanted into her. Yes, this is definitely dark Metal Gear, people. This is dark as all hell. Oh. Now, uh, then we started off and started talking about the 360. Because it's getting a console update, so it looks like an Xbox One. So, now your, uh, now your thing that kind of looks like a VCR will now have something that I guess looks like a set-top box of really? sorts. Because it is smaller. I'm going to smack it's... you. I really am. Hey, cool. I don't, I don't like the look of it. Also, I don't I'm... like the fact that it's priced nearly as much as an Xbox One at $300. Because it's out now. That was the big surprise thing. It was like, here's the new Xbox 360. It's out now. What? So that's all Even Sean didn't know. I don't even... Don't, I, in all, re- all honesty, the reason why I didn't know is because I made the phone call to my store... None of the stores knew because they had not received them yet. No GameStops have received their shipment of their new consoles until the next day. Despite the fact they said it was out now? Uh, probably to the major, major retailers. Like oh, Best okay. Buy, Walmart, places like that. Okay, well, that's, that's fair. Uh, then they say to keep people uh, on with Xbox before the Xbox One comes out, from July the 1st, for every month up until its launch, which it's eventually really announced to be in November, there's going to be two free games that you can download and keep forever. That's right. Except, of course, you, transfer, you can't, except of course you can't tra- transfer them over to Xbox One, so it's re- completely useless. Not really. Not really. Well, un- unless you've already owned Assassin's Creed 2 or Fable, uh, Halo 3. <laughs> you almost said Fable 3, which is funny. Well, I said Fable 3 because that's free. Uh, technically, it's not because apparently they're catching the people who did who did download it and stopping their downloads. That happened to me today. Okay. So, apparently, it wasn't a... So uh, the Microsoft message from Microsoft saying it's actually real. Turns out it was a glitch. Well, done, Microsoft... Uh, I cannot, um... The Curse of Milo. Unfortunately, I cannot download it. I'll 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 retry today. I mean, they may have had a problem with it, but... Eh. Uh, but, yeah, Assassin's Creed 2 Halo 3 will be free for at least the month... For the month of July. Um, but by the looks of it, it's only going to be till November. So if you expect Uh... three games every month... You may not get it every month, but I'm guessing they're going to want to try and match Sony because it's worked so well for Sony over I the past year. I think it's supposed so. to continue after. Okay. I really think it's supposed to continue after because everything I've seen has not said anything about it stopping. 
Well, I thought they said from July the 1st through to the Xbox launch. Um, a new program, the Xbox Live Gold Member, starting July 1st. Two free game downloads, yours to keep. Okay. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, then they talk about how 360's also got some interesting games coming up, like Splinter Cell and Batman and Final Fantasy XIII, and then GTA Five, which gets a whoop from the crowd. And Remember that. Hold on, Remember that. Let's go backwards for a second. You're going past. They're also getting War of Tanks. They didn't. They mentioned that afterwards. They okay, mentioned the game. Was... They showcased World of Tanks because obviously it was the surprise because people didn't know about it. That's right. I'm sorry. I was I was going ahead of what I was reading. I apologize. Exclusive to Xbox. It's going to be free to play coming this summer. Does look pretty damn good. Then they also had two. Other games which will be coming to 360. Max, The Curse of Brotherhood, which looks to be an intriguing little platformer-style thing. And Dark Souls 2. <laughs> which I'm going to play Dark Souls 1 tomorrow. Yeah. Then we come on to Xbox One and start off with the new franchise, which is a franchise which got teased two years ago and now has a longer title. Rise, Son of Rome, which apparently decided to start on uh, Omaha Beach on July the 7th, AD 44. Because seriously, that demo that they showed at the start, it was like D-Day. It was like the opening level for Medal of Honor Frontline. I, I was, at first, I wondered what the hell it was. It was weird demo. I'm guessing, cause it's, I'm guessing something like that happened in real life, but it's, that's how iconic things like Saving Private Ryan and Medal of Honor have become. You associate that with something completely different from a completely different era. It, pre- it looked pretty damn impressive, I will say that. I didn't like the fact that there was quite a lot of QTE in it for executions. I'm intrigued as well to see, yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, that was a bit I was a bit wary about, but graphically it looked good. What I what they didn't show is cuz this was supposed to be a Kinect game. Um everything that I saw of people playing it, it was on controllers. They changed it. Okay. It's Kinect enabled, but it's not going to be a full Kinect game. Oh, okay. So it's going to have the Kinect, you know, voice prompts kind of thing, I guess. Right. I I well, let me Do you have anything else to say about Rise? No. Okay. I do... Watching it, it looked really good. I mean, the visuals of it, it looked good. I know how you did... You said you didn't like the whole beach thing and everything like that. I mean, that's no, how... I Go did. Ahead. I did. Okay. It was just... I associate it with... <laughs> I just every time... When I see it, I was thinking, this is Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> um, that's... And in all honesty, that's how most wars started. And back that back then, I mean, people were saying not not even close to history. That's how Romans fought wars. They went in by boat. They had pretty much castles like that on the beach. What you saw is what pretty much happened. I mean, Romans were good at war, but uh, when it came to uh, amphibious assaults, they sucked. Mm. It's pretty bad. I do like the fact that you can join up. You can link up shields like true Romans, and then go in at, with a uh, with cover, with the shield coverage, and then cover up as the arrows come in, 
throw your javelins, then go back into cover, come out, throw javelins. That was that was pretty cool to me. I did like that. It did kind of feel like you know it was God of War meets Rome Total War. Yes. Uh, or Spartan was, Total Warrior, I think. The one that came out for the PS2 and possibly Xbox, did it? I believe so. Um, that, it, that was that kind of aspect. It looked good. I will give them a complete good job on that trailer. On that showing it off, the demo and everything. It looked good to me. So, what, uh, what does that matter? Yeah, what does that matter when the next thing that they tease is Killer Instinct? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Killer Instinct's there. It's like, oh my word, this is amazing. And, uh, yeah, it was a pretty sweet teaser. We'll get to the gameplay and everything later. Yeah, next, we're going to have a long conversation about that. Go ahead. Uh, next, we had Insomniac and Sunset Overdrive, which is ironic because wasn't the wasn't the original title for Fuse called Overstrike? Not that I know Except of. It was, it was originally debuted as Overstrike two years ago. Interesting. And then everybody forgot about it, and it became Fuse, and it's a game to forget about, arguably. <laughs> it's nothing special, it's nothing crap. The looks pretty sweet, they, all they did was show a trailer for it, no gameplay. But it kind of looks Team Fortress 2 style cartooners, it's going to be an open world shooter in a living world. With the whole idea you can power your guns with like energy drink. You okay? So apparently, yeah, sorry, yeah. Okay. We got a bit of, uh, it was just the energy drink. I was just getting flashbacks to, okay, I've got my AK-47. Let's fill it with Sunny D. Um, <laughs> it did look pretty cool because it's probably Insomniac. Uh, next up, Forza 5. And there was like this thing saying about the McLaren F1 team and how they're great. And I'm like, Americans don't know what the fuck Formula 1 is. Don't tell them that. And then, um, it's hey, like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We do know what F1 is. Don't even try that. Well, you know his left turns. I uh, don't even start. In I, do, I do Only say... On to win. I'm going to smack you. Um, I do like the fact they brought up the McLaren itself in on the stage. Yeah, they did, there's like, there's only two cars of this exist in the world. And there's like, and here's one and, of them. <laughs> and there it is right there. If somebody had jumped up on stage and stole that car, I would have laughed. I would have pretty much just fell out of my chair laughing so hard. Where was that. Keith Apicary? He invades all these conventions. He should have done it. it was um, incredible detail on the cars, but the way he was describing it, it was sounding like a softcore porn movie. Bit weird. And then, ridiculous. Apparently, if you didn't like Levelation from EA, here was the driver tar. Whatever Whoa. that. Hold on, oh. okay, okay. Let's talk about this for a second. The whole drive drive avatar thing is basically the fact that as you as you play, the cloud and the entire game will watch you as you play. So basically, it's picking up all your stuff that you do. And then as you go, like, you, you turn off the system, you leave for the day, there you go. It will basically race for you. It will basically continue the race as you would race. Um, I'm, I'm horrible, so... What I if would... you only play one game, and in that one game you drive backwards on the track? 
it, <laughs> it might just have you driving backwards on that track. I'm not sure. That would be genius. I want that. Um, <laughs> what I don't, I don't mind the feature of it because it does seem like a nice thing that you're getting rewards even when you're not playing. It's right. just why, call, why the fuck call it driver tar? No, I thought James Cameron had anything that ends in tar copyrighted. Well, I mean, let's look at all these other engines that are being uh, that were being announced. They were horrible. So, I mean, why care about what the engines are being called? It's not the engine; it was a feature. The it's, engine. It's part of the engine. It's part of the engine. So, I mean, that's what's being put into the engine. So, I don't know. Next up. Minecraft Xbox One edition, bigger world, bigger multiplayer, uh, and the thing that pissed off 360 fans, you can't port your worlds over, but arguably that's going to be understandable because you can't really upscale a world from 360 to Xbox One. No. All it does mean is people are going to have to make their you know, life-size Death Stars once again. They should have made Next it on up- PC. Next up, Quantum Break, which I'm pretty sure they said was part TV show, part game. It is. Okay. So it's, it's, it's kind of doing what Defiance did, except Quantum Break looks interesting. Um, the, the kind of minute 40 bit that they did show has, like, time stuttering and freezing. And f- for, for, like, the first 30 seconds, I was like, okay, this is a video clip. Shit, it isn't. This was this is kind of like heavy rain, uh, beyond two souls quality graphics. It's a shame nobody could tell Call of Duty about it. But uh, look very good. Then there was a thing from Sweary fifty, Sweary fifty five, Sweary sixty five, and something uh, sixty five. It was like right, some anime thing. Called, it was some anime thing called D four. As he's long as it isn't D12 before. featuring Eminem, that's all that matters. He's done, he's done something before, and I can't remember what he did. D4, it's the sequel to the Mighty Ducks. Yes. Deadly Premonition, that's what uh, it's oh, okay. from the guy so who Deadly- did Deadly Premonition. Okay. Perhaps if it's D4, it might be Mighty, Mighty Ducks 4. Never know. Really? Yeah. Next up, Project Spark, which I like to call... Uh, Xbox One's Little Big Planet. Uh, no, definitely not. Don't well, even. Sorry, that Xbox's is not. Little Big Planet Creator Mode. No, not at all. When they said, "Oh, we gave it to all the developers for the past three days," here's what levels they created. It looked like stuff that had been created in Little Big Planet Two. Because if you remember, Little Big Planet Two wasn't just about creating Sackboy levels. You could pretty much do anything in it. It's kind of like the creation toolkit for Trials Evo. Not all of them are about being on bikes. I saw one a week or so back with... um, I saw one a week or so back, which was like a mini-golf course, which has got nothing to do with bikes, but it was still powered by it. In all honesty, I don't think so. Um, Project Spark, in my opinion, is basically a tech demo. Is, is what I saw. I saw Project Spark as a tech demo basically being with the choices for you to able... It reminded me of From Dust. Uh, if you ever remember what From Dust was. Yeah. And it gave you the chance to actually rebuild up uh, the planets as you were playing on. Gave you a chance to build rivers, plants, all of that stuff. That's what that reminded me of. It was just a more cartoon stylized. A little bit like plant, uh, Little Big Planet, but not like 
what you were talking about. Um, the ability to actually do this, this demo actually made me want this game uh, because of what it was. To Rod in, to Rod in chat, I'm not talking about the actual game itself. I'm talking about the create. When originally in the first Little Big Planet, the creator mode was just create Sackboy style levels. In the second one, they basically just gave you an emulator and basically said, make what you want. So people have made Asteroid remakes, Pac-Man remakes, Lemmings remakes, all those kind of things. It's pretty incredible for a game that's just involving a sackboy and stuff, which has got nothing to do with any of it. Uh, But the thing that did crop up in here is the elusive smart glass, which is pretty good, but for gaming aspects, I still see no purpose for it. One does get brought up, but it's only on smart glass, which seems a bit stupid, but I'll get to that. So they start talking about the smart glass stuff. Apparently, you can like use it as like an alternative access into your game, so you can look at achievements rather than bring up a menu kind of thing and get hints and progress on where you are in certain levels. Then all of a sudden... Uh, the person gets challenged to a Killer Instinct fight, and we actually get to see gameplay of Killer Instinct, which looked pretty damn sweet. And we'll say that. Apparently a rape joke was made. Even more sweet. Um, what? Apparently, you know, so there was a rape joke made. The guy said to the girl, oh, my God, you just got owned. Or It, was, it wasn't you got owned. It was something to do with rape. I uh, I remember something about uh just just let it happen. I remember that and I was kind of Yeah, like, I, it was uh, it was something like that that it could, yeah. Yeah, their their trash talk was pretty bad. I I don't if Only it was 8-year-old kids doing it like in real life. Come on. Then it couldn't have been on Spike TV. Yeah, that's why they cut out the three minutes of the woman having the bomb cut out of her stomach, not at the start of Spike. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, then we had the Upload Studio showcased, where you can edit your videos. There was like a skin, which I did see, which was on the side. I didn't really notice it, which is annoying. I should have gone back to check it. And then they said, okay, if you don't want to upload your videos, you can stream. And then, here's the worst kept secret in uh, streaming news this year. They've done a deal with Twitch. So you can stream and do everything directly from your machine, which basically means if you've bought a $150 capture card, fuck you. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't have to go. I'm sorry. You can't, you can't disagree with that. Almost no. of like, I've got to get the best capture card that there is. And it's like, we're including one in the box. Well, of course, the interesting thing is, what if the one that's included in the machine is a pretty substandard one? What do people, what do, people do then? Well, I think they did say that the, uh, uh, the broadcast is going to be a HD. So. Okay. Which means I won't be able to see it. God damn it, my computer. Uh, next up, they they had like the, the feature kind of talk. There's no longer going to be 100 friends. It's going to be all of your friends, which isn't all your friends, because I think the limit's going to be 1,000. Yep. 
If you well, have, I guess if, hold on, hold on. Have thousand friends. If you have a thousand friends that you're playing with, then something's wrong because you're not really playing with all these people in one game. That's yeah. It's called Destiny. We'll we'll talk about that later. No, I think that could be huge. Uh, they also say Microsoft points are dead. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be about currency now, which makes sense because it simplifies it. And then the confusing thing, everybody gets gold in the family. You don't have to be signed into your account. Everybody no. in the house. In the house. Everybody in the house can play the game. Couldn't they sign into your account anyway and play the game? Uh, not completely sure on that, but I do know that anybody in the house... Uh, that does have an Xbox One. Uh, it will be attached to your to all the each console. They'll be given gold, and then they will also be able to play your games uh, from your console through the cloud. Which means that if somebody has a game downstairs that you want to play, you just log in, say, "Hey, I'm going to play your game." Okay, cool, and you play yeah, their two game. Two people can play on the same disc. Yeah. So I mean, all this crap about not being able to share. Guess what? Not true. Unless you cars have more than ten friends, in which case you're fucked. I'm not sure because why would you have ten on the same Wi-Fi? I'm not sure that's. No, uh, you can share. It said share between ten of your friends. Yeah, but I, like I'm saying, is why would you want? Uh, never mind. Unless I'm you got a big, to, to, if you've got a family where you've got fifteen kids, bye. <laughs> yeah, if you got fifteen kids, there's something wrong. Well, <laughs> never mind. There, there, what was it? Uh, the Duringes or whatever their name is just added a new kid, so that's what, 17, 18 for them? I don't know. <laughs> Next, we had Crimson Dragon from the guys that did Panda Dragoon, except the trailer had no sound. <laughs> Fail yeah. one. But the, I saw the tra- I have seen the trailer with sound. It does look pretty damn cool, very Panda Dragoon esque. Like the original Panzer de Gru, not that rubbish one that came out for the 360. By the way, that was uh, Fail 1 for the for E3, not yeah. for Microsoft. Well, it was Fail 1 for Microsoft as well. Keep in mind, Fail 1 for Microsoft. Next up, Dead Rising 3. Which did look pretty sweet. Uh, your lead character is going to be Nick Ramos. Uh, looks very detailed, but kind of seems to be less comedic. It's more gritty. You've still got the ability to like craft weapons that look a bit crazy, but from what I've heard from reports as well, as soon as you get a weapon, you can infinitely spawn it from a locker, like in a safe area. But they'll probably put a. Uh, they'll. Pro- I'll probably be taken off. That's probably not something they included to. Straight up. I mean, they were using, what, a beta? of the Or an alpha, pretty much, of the entire game. So, I mean, it's one sure. of those things where they're going to basically like, oh, well, we didn't mean to do that, so we're going to take that code, that bug out. All so. I know is you can use smart glass if you have it, like to call in artillery, like you're in trouble, and it's like, okay, send in some nukes, or something like that. But it's only available via smart glass, via app or whatever. So if you haven't got smart glass or even... Cause don't you have to have smart own smart glass in order to get the app? Um, Not sure. I, I don't know. I wasn't completely sure on that. 
but it's, you know you won't be able to do it like via connect or anything which could be something no. you could do um i will you say uh sorry i will say that dead rising 3 is one of the made me uh sorry one of the major reasons why i am getting xbox one it is absolutely looking it's gorgeous. his launch title yes Yes, and it's probably going to be one of the games that I do have as a launch title. I'll be picking that up and probably watch Dogs at the same time. Uh, I mean, being open, this is what State of Decay, this is what I want State of Decay to be. Uh, State of Decay, if you haven't had a chance to play it, is an amazing, great game. Pick it up if you're on the Xbox or the PC when it comes out on PC. It is completely worth it. Amazing game. But State of Decay is going to hold me over until Dead Rising Three comes out because this is going to be a great game. Mm-hmm. Next, they did have a little bit of tease for Witcher Three, which, by by the sounds of it, has won every single Best of Show award that there nearly has been. <laughs> it's surprised. been that imp- impressed. It's impressed the. F- it's impressed the public that have seen it. It's impressed the journo's that have seen it. Witcher 3 is looking to be what Elder Scrolls Online probably should be. Possibly. I don't know. Probably because we haven't seen anything of Elder Scrolls. But, uh, yeah, that looked good. Then we have Battlefield 4. Single player. Yeah, Battlefield 4 single player, and the thing crashed. And the guy was on stage like, Well, they, they 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 had some problems in the beginning. Um, that kind of caused some issues, like, oh, um, yeah, and then all of a sudden, there we go. So, I mean, they had some issues, so, I mean, it was probably, yeah, I, you've got all these different groups coming on stage to do all these different things, yeah, there's going to be problems. It did get working eventually, though. Did look very impressive, the single player bit that we did sing. Much more impressive than Call of Duty Ghosts. Which I'll quickly bring up here. Uh, one of the things they said on this, it was shown on the Sunday, so the day before E3. The line they said, well, unless you're at E3, you won't be able to see Call of Duty. Isn't that what a fucking stream is called? Yeah. Idiots. Uh, then they kind of pressed, they pushed on about swimming and like sharks and the Caribbean Sea and in water combat, which did look pretty cool. But what I did like is uh, somebody made a sarcastic com- comment saying, oh, wow, look, the fish have got artificial intelligence. They all move. And they put it up on the thing because apparently that is a proud thing that they have. Each fish has its own artificial intelligence. That's cool. why, that sig- why is that significant for me to know? I don't know. Wait, Call of Duty okay. is now starting to get like FIFA. I don't care about the updates. Okay. I just want to make sure. I was like, wait, are we talking about FIFA? Are we talking about Battlefield or Call of Duty? So I got you now. Yeah. Took me a second. I'm, just, I was like, I'm, I'm quickly bringing it in here. And the other you. big thing that Call of Duty had was you can play as the dog. So basically, it's Okami. I like the dog, okay? I'm going to straight up. The, the dog was the best thing about that bloody demo. That was it. I like the dog because it's actually a seal dog. It's a true blue seal dog. That's if one of the reasons. If you looked at the gameplay and the kind of character design, even with an HD stream that I somehow just about managed to get working on my computer, <laughs> it, to me, 
it looked no different to Modern Warfare 3 or Black Ops 2. Background-wise, setting-wise, it was incredible. Down to the actual characters, I noticed no difference. October comes around, we'll have to see. I mean, it, you're gonna, we'll definitely have to take a wait-and-see attitude with this game. Because and also, Call of Duty, known for having completely hyped-up fans. The, thir- the, p- the people that were there were silent throughout the whole 30 minutes. Apparently, they weren't excited by any of it. At least have some people like, yeah. It's like, oh, here's the announcement of a dog. The dog's name is Riley. And the, and the audience is like... Just like that. And it's like, seriously? No, like, whooping, hollering? Like, yeah, Riley. I don't know. And then Q Battlefield, even when the, even when the demo finally fixed up, huge whooping, huge hollering throughout both the single player and the multiplayer, and that's what Call of Duty was missing. It's got to impress me more, because at the minute, if I want to go for a war first-person shooter, I'm choosing Battlefield 4. I'm getting both. I don't care. <laughs> Both games look great. I don't care. Uh, come October, we'll we'll see what exactly is going on with uh, Ghost. I mean, we're this is June compared to this is their beta stuff. Yeah. This isn't. They're going to have everything that is going to be completely ready now. So just, we'll just actually just take a step back with me. Wait and see. I'm going to be saying that a lot in the on the show. Wait and see. And then I play them at Eurogamer, and then I'm my fa- my findings are found to be true, or false, Possibly. maybe not, or Who neither, knows? or neither, because I'll just be playing Rayman instead. Ah, there you go. Uh, then they show a teaser for Below, which did look it kind of looked gauntlet esque because your character was about the size of a pixel. It looked tiny, tiny, tiny character. It kind of looked like similar to Transistor when it showed up at Sony, which is a bit worrying. Well, I feel like it's a sequel, and I don't know if it is or not, so I'm not sure. Uh, then we had the Black Tusk 20-second tech demo, which is completely, absolutely pointless. Mainly because we've already, we've already seen uh, Hard Rain do that five years ago. And it didn't look any better. Yeah. Because I think they called it Hard Rain then before it became Heavy Rain. That tech demo that they kind of did to launch the PS3 with. Okay, let's skip ahead to the next part because that's a good part. Yeah, we jump to the teaser and everyone's like, this looks like Destiny. No, well, it it's funny because I actually talked to a couple of guys. Uh, I thought it was Destiny. I said in chat it was Destiny. A buddy of mine at, said... P- personally, at first I thought, this looks like Destiny. Hang yeah, on, look, like at the the... De- look at the detail on that cloak. That's Journey. Uh, and then it's a like, buddy oh, look at the Journey. mech. Look at the mech. This is only the Enders 3. And then but, it's like, okay, this is going to be something original for the Xbox One. And then it's like, it's Master Chief. Yeah. All originality goes out the fucking window. Nope. Because what is this? We it's don't... Halo. Yeah. But what Halo? They didn't say a five. It's Halo Zero. Oh! I'm I'm going to stab you before this is over. It's Halo minus one. 
Ashley, shut the fuck up. Um, the the reason why I'm I'm saying the entire why what Halo is this? It's because of the fact we don't. This isn't five. We don't know if this is five or not. Is this between four and five? Is this what? If you look at the entire character, why is he in a cloak? Why is he a monk style? But his armor is still damaged. He has in his hand dog tags or the AI chip that was in his head. He's killed Solid Snake. It's the Metal Gear Halo crossover we've been looking for. I'm going to shoot myself for the show's over with. I have a feeling. Keep going, Ashley. Keep going. Uh, this is just... It, you know, I'm intrigued to see what it is. It 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 should be Halo Five. It probably won't be because they're just going to churn out God knows how many different Halos before Halo Five comes out, and then Halo Six will be a launch title for the Xbox Two, whatever they're going to call it. Then skipping the price and the release and everything. Final thing they did show was Titanfall from the guys of uh, Respawn Entertainment which, you know, originally was run by the two guys that got kicked from Infinity Ward. Or left Infinity Ward to do their own thing, Strauss, here to say. Which looks to be a futuristic kind of squad-based mech. It kind of looks like um, Mech Warrior Steel Battalion. Well, no, what's... Oh, was it called Warframe? The I'm thing sorry, that came out for PC. The thing that came out <laughs> the end of the year for PC. Was it Warframe? The thing that yes. was free on beta. Yeah. It kind of looks like that. In essence. Because some of it's mech stuff and some of it's first person chooser. It definitely look very impressive. It looks to be like a multiplayer MMO style thing. We'll be coming in the spring. And then we come to the release price. Re- release date and price. Coming out in November. In well, most of Europe, I'll get to that, and America, for four hundred ninety-nine dollars, four hundred ninety-nine euros, and four hundred twenty-nine pounds. Why I say most of Europe? Apparently, Portugal and Poland aren't getting it until twenty fourteen. Wait, okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, they're not getting it until twenty fourteen. Plus, if they did want to. Um, import their consoles in so they can play them at launch. They can't due to the regionalizing. You can only have consoles and games from the same country. So if I bought an Xbox One in France, let's say, and brought it over to the UK, I couldn't play it. Different region code. Yeah. It's being that specific on the region code, which... There was something I saw, and I don't know what it was. Somebody's saying... I don't know. I saw something, and I don't know what where I saw it at, but it, somebody made the comment, uh, the true comment, is it really region-locked? And I don't know where I saw that at. And it was a very recent post, like within today. Okay. I don't know where I saw well, it at. The fact is, considering Xbox, well, the original Xbox, I guess we'll have to call it now. It's like, it's well, the new Xbox, or copy the iPad, the new Xbox, the original Xbox, 
uh, was region locked. Xbox 360 was region locked, but it wasn't specific to country. They both of those were specific to like Europe, America, Japan, Australia. Apparently, with the Xbox One, it's going to be if you're in Germany, you can only have it in Germany. If you're in America, you can only have it in America. You can't have it in Canada. If you're in Canada, you can't have it from America. Well, actually, that's not completely true because uh, if we're going by regions, um, North America is region one. So pretty much Canada and Mexico are, no, Canada and, and America are actually region one. Um, from what I've heard, and I think this is from Xbox themselves because they've said it, consoles will be country region locked. Okay. Not not just region, not just general region like Europe, North America kind of thing. It's going to be specifically to country. Hmm. That's interesting. Eh. I mean, I don't know what to say, really. Um, one thing that also has come out... Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy XV, which were shown at Sony, which we'll get to in a bit, are going to be multi-console. They will be coming to Xbox One. And the Killer Instinct is free to play. Except there's a snag. You only play as one player, and all the other characters have to be unlocked as DLC. This in the same week that Tekken Revolution comes out on PS3, and they give you eight characters to start with, you can unlock four either by progressing the game or paying, and you get pretty much every option that was in Tekken Tag 2. Which already makes Killer Instinct look crap. In terms of features. Well, if you're like me, you will pretty much buy one character, because that's the one your character will play, and then that's it. You won't spend any more money, because why are you going to buy more characters if you're not going to play them? I mean, that's the question I asked, and no one really seemed to have gotten their head around that one. They kept talking about this, all this other stuff. Um, straight up, if you're going to if you're going to get a game like that, the game's free to play, free to get whatever. You're going to play it because you want to play your one favorite character. Yeah, but you don't. For those people that are new to the franchise, they're going to have to buy all of them to find out what their one favorite character is. And see, that's the problem. How many times in tournament play for like Met, uh, not Metal, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter have you seen people switch up their characters from time to time? That's tournament play, though. That's tournament play. That is completely different. That is completely different. Tournament play is a completely different uh, rabbit. Straight up. Sean isn't my kind of game. Sean isn't my kind of gamer. You know, I like to have variety. I like to lose once in a while. Uh, well, I mean, look at straight up. If I play Mortal Kombat, I'm going to play a Sub Zero. That is the only character I like because it is the only character I know how to play as. If I can play as all the other characters, but I'm going to pretty much. Um, <sighs> What the hell did Walkie just say? Walkie needs to relearn how to do that. Um, 
All Canadians learn how to respell. <laughs> fuck you tonight. <laughs> Love you, Brass Eye. Um, I've lost my train of thought thanks to Brass Eye. Great. Um, I, I'm going to. Yeah, that's why I did it. I playing as one character. Playing as one character, I I don't understand. Even as even as um in tournaments, I've seen people play as one character no matter what. So I mean, it comes down to the fact that I don't I don't understand. I there, there's nothing with this all, and I'm gonna say it like this because we don't know if they're gonna release this base. They have not said anything. They said yes, it's coming out on digital. It is going to be released in digital, but they've never said anything about a, a disc-based game like no. Tekken Tag Tournament Two. So we could see a disc base come out that contains everything, and all you got to do is pay for that. Yet everyone's jumping up because they want to talk about what they know already. They don't want to talk about anything they don't know. Or that possibly could be talked about. And speaking so. of things that they don't know, uh, <laughs> Xbox have said that for the near, for, from now until at least an, some point in the future, they are staying on their current always online stuff and their trade-in policies and everything. But they've said they are willing to change, which is code for Microsoft saying... This is going to be what it's going to be like forever. Moo ha 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 ha. No, that's not right. Well, and hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Repeats before the whole Microsoft will change. Repeat that again for me. The from f- f- it's set in stone for now until some point in the future if they want to change it up. That they're Always online, check in every 24 hours, or if you're on a friend's console, check in every hour. And their trade-in policy where you only get to trade in the game once, apparently. That's not true anyway, but okay. Um, That's going to stay as it is for at least the very near future. The whole check-in for check-in every 20, 24 hours. I had a conversation with somebody about this today. I mean, I've had a lot of conversations this week. It's been a very busy week for me. And being with the same person had the same exact thing. You can be offline for 23 hours and then log in for one hour. People are lazy. They don't like to log in. And see, that's the thing. Because I'm always... If my 360 is always online, as, a, as it is, my PS3 is always online. My PC is always online. I go to work, everything there, always online. If you're in an area, what if you're in an area with has no connection? Mac Daddy. Why are you going to have your console? What if you live in an area that has no connection? Xbox has an answer for that. It's called a next-gen machine called the Xbox 360. Funny. Especially you live on a submarine. That, that was stupid. That was a stupid answer by, uh, by them. Um, but no, good old Dom Matrick. Go back to EA. They need saving. Yeah. Then we just go through this with a PR guy. Um, the whole 
thing about not having a connection. It just... I don't understand why people take consoles with them on vacations. It's vacation. You're there to relax, not play video games. So Perhaps people relax by playing video games because their 9 to 5 life is shit. Yeah, so sorry, if, sorry if I'm being frank here, but... You're Frank? Okay. Um, I'm Joe. <laughs> so, um... Joe Bloggs and Frank Castle, I don't know. I, I understand Mac what you're agrees. Mac, I, I know. Max I know. And job is crap. <laughs> um, I, I understand. I really do, guys. I understand. And believe me, when I come home, I play video games to get get out of what I'm doing. But... I've never heard of anybody in the Amy. That's horrible. If, you, if somebody's in Amy, please get out of Amy. We really don't want you to. Yeah, be that was a shit game. Oh my god. Being uh, okay. Um, to Walkie, I don't know about the Army, but the Marine Corps does. Um, and also, they uh, they have they have internet. They have Wi-Fi. They have good Wi-Fi. So, they're always online, too. Believe me. The Marines are always online. Believe me on that. It's not a pretty sight when you walk into a Marine barracks. It really isn't. Um, I understand about the whole being online and all that. And I know that's a problem, but I think... Once again, I'm going to have a wait-and-see attitude towards this also because of the fact they're going to change. They are going to change. So it's about it's coming about that time where they are going to change things up. They're going to change the whole always-online thing. It's Microsoft being Microsoft. As I've said in the Facebook group, my buddy, co-worker, said straight up, Station troops, which means they're stationed overseas, not stationed at a base. I've seen plenty of base Marines straight up not having problems. So, I don't know. Uh, back to what I was saying. Microsoft will take you into the future, kicking and screaming, even if you don't want to. Uh, Xbox Live, you had to have a broadband. Okay. Okay. Where was people had a lot of problems with that, but now they have no problems with that because almost everybody has broadband connection. So now Microsoft's going to have you have to check in every 24 hours. People are kicking and screaming about that. So now they are next gen comes up, they're not going to be. So I mean, it's just one of those things, and I. I'm going to take a wait and see once again. This is going to be one of those wait and see because Microsoft will change. Ashley just said the whole statement. He likes to hold, have his whole thing where he likes to trash what I'm going to say either way. But no, no, no. I have I see you're being optimistic. I'm being pessimistic, but it's still a case of wait and see because th this is the one thing that really I think has screwed up Microsoft. 
they haven't said enough about this. This is the key things that people want to know about, and they're just like, it's a side mention. Here's the games. It's more and more, but as these are becoming more and more entertainment devices, people want to know what they're actually going to be getting from them and what the catches are. No. How many people got caught out by the financial crash and the housing crisis? Quite a lot. They're now going to be skeptical about anything. If they're small print, they're going to look at it. You know, something happens in the Sony conference. Everyone was like, oh, there was a tiny little bit of small print. But in retrospect, it doesn't really matter that much, but we'll get to that when we talk to Sony next. Okay. So, I mean, it, in, in all honesty, I'm a realist. I'm going to straight up say it because I know Microsoft will change. They always have. They always will. That's just how it goes. Um, but, yeah, I, I see what everybody's coming up with. Yes, I do think it sucks, but they're going to change. I dread to think how many people are going to turn up in mankinis to Eurogamer in September to play on the Blooming Connect on the Xbox One. This is some kind of protest thing. Oh, God. Okay, then. Anything else you want to bring up, Ashley? Other than that? Uh, no, let's jump Marvel. to Sony. Let's jump to Sony. How about let's go to commercial break? We'll be back in a minute while I decide if I'm going to start drinking tonight or not. And <laughs> I'll be right back with you. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexay of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mike White. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. 
Does listening to wrestling news live make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan? Would the Trey Dog drink Velvet Sky's bathwater? <sighs> well, hello there, Velvet. some good bath water, baby. Listening to Wrestling News Live does make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan, although it will not save you any money on your car insurance. Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I want, I, okay, I, want, I caught SmackDown again. I caught, she, I skipped Sheffield's gimmick and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick Sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlockSandlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independent Scene. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog Jesse James. Present. What's going on, this is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. And Future. Hey guys, it's Dream of Fatigue. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes, right here on the SNS Radio Network. And now back to the open book on the SNS Radio Network. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the open book with myself, Sensational Sequel, Sensational Spoiler, Sensational Sean, the voice of the voiceless who seems to have, have his own, have, who doesn't seem to have a voice tonight. Um, and I am being joined by my co-host, Ashley. Um, of course, we are a here. longer intro than me. Yeah, yeah fuck you. Um, <laughs> that's why. Uh, to Rod and Chat, I'm not the only one who's pre-ordered because we have just run out of, of our pre-order quotas at GameStop, so... Uh, as we have gone through E3 so far, we are now on to, my, uh, to Sony. Excuse me. Um, we're going to talk a little Sony here. Apparently, I'm getting messages left and right. So, looking forward to going to bed after this. Uh, and look at that. We're not even into four hours. Thank God for that. Yeah. That would kill Ashley. Don't wait up. Um, so, let's get into this. Actually, go ahead and oh, interesting. Start. There was an interesting video that was at the start before the conference actually even started on the stream, where it was developers talking about gaming and how it's all about gaming for them and not about television. It's about escape from television. Which probably was a slight dig, for the first of many from Sony. 
then they had their usual montage of all the games that they've got coming up, which I f- was there you know, was too many to mention because they were all pretty much feature through. Uh, they also talk about their praise to the gamers because apparently they did open the chance for forty just people to show up and actually be at the event and get in on a limited quant- you know a limited availability kind of thing. Apparently, they had been queuing since midday the previous Friday. I don't believe that. I really don't. Well, considering last year they queued up for about 24 hours before. And considering people knew this was where the PS4 was going to be revealed. It might have had more hype. I mean, the the event that I'm going to in September, tickets pretty much have sold out for that. And we still have got three months to go until it happens. Hold on, Ashley. To everyone in chat, we are not going four hours. If we go to one thirty, I'm ending the show then. Understand yeah. that. Go ahead. Uh, then talks about... The first thing they mention is to kind of get the current gen out of the way. So they talk about Vita, how they've got 125 games currently available, 650 if you include all the downloadable stuff that you can get. And also mention that 60% of all the Vita stuff is actually download sales. So I'm basically saying retail's crap, or retail's not the main contributor, any, con- contributor should I say. Uh, they've got, as it stands, uh, 85 titles in development, including Counter Spy, Doki Doki Universe, uh, Destiny of Heroes, God of War HD 1 and 2, Final Fantasy 10 and 10 2, a Vita version of Flower, and also a Vita version of Dead Nation. Uh, then talk about how there was going to be... They then mentioned Walking Dead. And it's like, this is the first time anybody's mentioned Walking Dead and everybody gave it Game of the Year last year. People stupid. Uh, then talk about how 400 Days is coming out, which does look very impressive. Those of you interested in 400 Days, it's kind of... It's nothing to do with any of the characters from the first season, but it kind of bridges the gap between seasons one and two with a st- with a storyline. I don't know. I saw a picture of um, crap. Now I forgot his name. I think I Lee might down. be it. Lee, yeah, yeah. I saw a picture of Lee in a, like armor. All of a sudden. Well, hang on. Right. Spoilers. Spoilers. At least I give you a warning here for the next ten seconds. No, I'm. I'm really wondering why he was pictured because. Yeah. Well, from I mean, I'm, what, I'm from not going to spoil actually, that. No, 400 days. What it is? It actually, it's set during, before, and after. It's giving you backstory to probably characters that are going to be introduced in season two. Or, yeah, I don't think that's true either. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. It's coming out this summer, though. So it's probably in the next month or the next few months. That certainly. They are by also. The way, hold on, hold on. By the way. Everybody dies. They are going to be doing a Vita bundle for it, which will actually include Seasons 1 and the 400 Days DLC. Which, for those people who haven't got a Vita, it's actually not too bad a deal. I'm selling mine, so... Especially with the PS4 functionality that they did talk about, but we'll get to that. 
uh, the remote play thing. Then PS3, and they show six... No, four trailers. No, they did show six, I'm pretty sure. Or five, I don't know. They showed Last of Us, which, if you aren't playing it now and you've got a PS3, you're an idiot. Uh, Puppeteer. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you just call me an idiot? Uh, you, You own it. You're right, I do. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're not an idiot. Uh, as one review said, it's the ultimate swan song for the current generation. Completely. I will. Uh, I do. Fi- I do find it uh, funny and kind of actually uh, interesting that Microsoft uh, did tweet Sony and say, "Good job, very good job." <laughs> They should have a quick teaser for Puppeteer, and then the one that intrigues me the most, and they don't show, they don't say anything about it. Rain graphically looks incredible, and it's like, yeah, side mention, idiots. Uh, and then beyond Two Souls, we see another thing where we see Ellen Page become a super soldier. See, I think secretly this is what happened before Inception happened. In all honesty, hold on, I want to talk about this. Me and a lot of people have talked about this. This was the worst. A lot of people were confused by this entire thing. This was a very not good trailer. I did not like this at all because it showed me everything I didn't care about. You go from the Tribeca Film Festival or the can or whatever it was, cans, whatever, and into this. What in the hell? This was absolutely the stupidest thing they could have done. In essence, wouldn't you say it's not that dissimilar to Fahrenheit? Slash Indigo Prophecy, as it was known in America? They gave it they gave it a better a better trailer. I'm not kidding. Well, no, it seems to be part like supernatural stuff and then part just normal. Which is what you expect from a heavy rain thing. I or from quantic dream. What I've seen beyond two souls, it's gonna be more supernatural than anything else. I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't played the game, so I can't really say what it was. Unless, of course, what you saw was her other soul. I don't know. I just kind of wish they had given us a better trailer than what they gave us. Then they had a trailer for Gran Turismo 6 coming out some point this year. Still no date. <laughs> that probably means 2049. Uh, then Batman Arkham Origins, which did look very, very, very nice. And we, have two, more, we have two more assassins. We've got Bane. And Joker. Well, we already knew Joker, thanks to Troy Baker. But he is a assassin in this game. Yeah. Also, apparently Kevin Conroy isn't voicing Batman Arkham Origins, and he probably is working on some other Batman thing. He's working on the the, uh, next one. Uh, So, next up... uh, PS, yeah, for for, the, for Arkham Origins is going to be PS3 exclusive Nightfall and Adam West 60s Batman skins, which isn't too bad. Uh, then they talk about GTA 5, and they're actually going to be doing a special bundle for it at launch, which also will include apparently a Grand Theft Auto 5 officially branded headset. I don't think they said who it's from, but. Uh, that is available. Oh, that's one thing I didn't mention about the Xbox. They randomly debuted a Mad Cat's fight stick, which is only going to be for Killer Instinct. Out of the blow. I just mentioned it there because it's like tech stuff. Uh, 
then we get onto the PS4, which they then show. They first showed, and I thought instantly. I find I, my instant reaction was, "Shit, somebody squished an Xbox One," because it had like the same matte gloss finish. But then the more I looked at it, the more because it had because it had like edges on it that were like a rhombus. It kind of looked more edgy and better, in my opinion. Design-wise. PS4 wins it. Why? Because it's offset a little bit? Yes, cause, just because it doesn't look like a box. It's like a misshapen box. Somebody's left the Xbox thing. One off the co- on the cooker for two hours and it's kind of melted and gone to the side. It's like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. People like it because it's slightly bent over. I've still got, I've still got kind of problems with it. What I did like, though, about both consoles, and I will say this now, their relative size is actually they're pretty similar, but they're all about the same. I don't know if it's the same size as a Slim, but a PS3 Slim, possibly around there. Hold on, which is small. Uh, walk in, Chad. I'm not disagreeing. PS4 looks great, but so does the Xbox One. They look almost the same. Just offset, that's all it is. I'm just seeing there, Changing Developers Ruin Series. Um, Case that I think will prove you wrong on that, Rod? Red Dead? Mm -hmm. Red Dead Revolver wasn't Rockstar originally. They saved it because they got, you know, killed. They got killed off because it was a claim, I think. Rockstar rescued it and brought out a sequel and probably one of their best games. So It's not always true. There, I guess there are some exceptions, you'll probably say. Um, then they also talk about how this PS4 has got relevant and meaningful features. Dig number two. And then they talk about the Sony Media stuff and everybody goes, oh god, no. They are doing an Xbox One. <laughs> And they talk about they're doing unique programming for PSN and PS4, but they're apparently they're going to keep gaming in mind, so it's going to be basically franchise stuff, I guess. So you might see... Well, they did say they were doing a Ratchet & Clank movie, but I guess that's not for that. It'll be in the cinemas. But it'll be something like that. Then they talk about Video Unlimited will be available from day one on the PS4. Music Unlimited will be as well. PlayStation Network will also be getting Redbox very soon. And then Flickster will be available this fall. And then they talk about the live events viewer, which is going to be major events that happen, major music concerts, and major sporting events, which most most people didn't see it. Because if you actually look at the image that was on the screen, it was of WWE Payback. Which I am actually taking that picture, and I've found it is on joystick, which is kind of funny. It's worth mentioning, though, that in the 2K community live stream that I saw today, Miz has said, apparently, you know, acting as the voice piece for the WWE, from Money in the Bank next month, WWE pay-per-views will be available on PlayStation Network for you to purchase on there rather than through your cable box. 
which is a pretty sweet deal. Well, it's not it's not hugely sweet because I know you can already do it. Well, can you still do it on Xbox? Or did Xbox only do it for WrestleMania? I'm not sure because I'm not on my console when I'm... <laughs> I'm usually watching some other way. Because I have to do my job. Yeah. Or some website that I don't care about. Wow. Mm. God, I hope he listens to this. Um, then they say that 30 games are going to be first party, 20 of which are going to be coming in the first 12... Yeah, 30 games that are currently in development, sorry, are first party. 20 are going to be coming out in the first 12 months of the uh, PS4's release window. And 12 are going to be new IPs. Showing off one of them from Santa Monica and Reality Dawn, which this... It was called The Order 1866. But... Oh my, it's kind of Metro Last Light meets Bioshock Infinite meets Assassin's Creed meets um, Lost meets a, it's steampunk. It's very steampunk. You know, some, somebody's even infamous. It's got like somebody's got an electrified whip. Another one's got like a submachine gun. Somebody else has got like a, a crossbow from like the Middle Ages. It really seems like a good smorgasbord. I want to see more from it before I give a full opinion. Mm-hmm. Then, um, da, da, da. apparently there were some trailers as well that were shown to the journalists in the building, but weren't shown on the stream for of other stuff. I'm trying to think. Stuff that was shown at the PlayStation meeting, so knack. Uh, dry, no. Yes. Uh, Killzone Shadowfall, Drive Club. Well, no, because they had they had a no, but they showed a Killzone Shadowfall. I'm talking about the other ones. Hang on, where's my notes on the Sony thing? There we go. Uh, Knack. Uh, I think Tear Away from Media Molecule got shown as well. They saved that. So then, uh, things like that anyway. Then they showed Killzone and Drive Club and Infamous trailers, which all look pretty damn good. Uh, three of them are... All, well, Killzone, Drive Club, and Knack are going to be launch games. And Infamous is going to be coming out in Q1 2014. Then we have part of a Quantic Dream 12-minute demo, which is just a tech demo thing, called Dark Sorcerer, which did look weird... And then it completely went fourth wall <laughs> and green screen, and it was like funny. And I was like, "Hang on, this is David Cage. He never does funny ever." What I'm confused about is they've specified this is only a tech demo. This isn't an actual game. Every single bloody website, Amazon, Game, GameStop, is listing this as a game that actually exists, despite the fact they said it's a tech demo. Who knows? Uh, but it was hilarious. It was very hilarious. Yeah. Then, and this was a significant thing as well. They focused on indies. Really, because if you look at Xbox, there wasn't a lot of indie stuff there. Because I wouldn't call Minecraft indie. With respect. It is, it is indie. It's gone too big to be indie. Eh. Even Walking Dead's gone too big to be indie now. 
indie is those small games which you know have still got a still got you know DuckTales remastered is on the verge of being indie Right. Well, no, I guess it's downloadable, so it isn't really. But anyway, uh, first Super Giant, the guys that did Bastion showed Transistor, which pretty, looked not too bad, coming out in 2014. Then they talked about how people on PS4 will be able to self-publish their content without any restrictions, pretty much, from Sony. Which is something that Xbox has never done. It's all been, you know, it's got to be signed in red paper, blue paper and green paper signed with blood in two different languages it's 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 been a very lockdown thing for indies re- with respect Sean you've got to agree that i mean they're giving they're giving indies a chance there that's the big thing what by taking away their own marketplace and just getting them absorbed by far cry and assassin's creed and all the other dlc i think we're going to see an indie base on xbox 1 I think that yeah, that's one of the things they really do need to change. Even I mean, if they, they don't change the other stuff. They did uh they did say that they were giving they were picking up what sixteen indie companies and giving them a chance on the Xbox One. So I mean I don't know. Yeah, but then you have Sony reveal that don't Starve will be coming to PS4, which is a pretty good game in itself that's currently out for PC. Uh, from the guys that did the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World game, they're going to have something coming out very soon called Mercenary Kings. 17-bit games has got a game called Galaxy coming out. Uh, Young Horses have got Octodad. Uh, Deadliest Catch have got... Or Deadliest Catch was... An, no, Dadliest... No, Octodad Dadliest Catch is the name of it. Secret Ponchos was also shown. Um, Ray's Quest and Outlast. And the one, the big one, Lawn Lanning and uh, Oddworld Games with Oddworld New and Tasty. All of those games which will be seeing exclusive first release on PS4. They will eventually get ported to, certainly with the Oddworld one, it will get ported to Wii U and uh, Xbox One. Then we come to another PS3 sort of exclusive, Diablo 3. I say sort of exclusive because this was kind of a trend for nearly everything. Uh, It is coming to 360, it is coming to Xbox One, it is going to PS4 and PS3, but the Sony stuff is going to get exclusive features like you're going to get uh, uncharted medallions and like uh, torn pieces of cloth from the character from Journey, kind of things like that, and that'll be fr- in the game when it comes out, at least for current gen, September the third. Then Final Fantasy stuff came, and they, you know, they said, "Here's the director for Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen." Versus 13 trailer. I kind of nodded off for a bit. Because it wasn't. <laughs> and, and then I saw it and it's like, actually, this is pretty interesting. This doesn't look like any sort of Final Fantasy game we've seen so far. And then it's like at the end, things need to change. Schwing! Fantasy 15. It's like, yeah, the rumors were true. Final Fantasy 13 versus was so shit, they changed it. 
to Final Fantasy XV and made it its own separate game. Which, you know, is all right. And then they said, oh, we've got one more special thing for you. And then the Disney logo came up and everyone was like, no. Seriously, no. And then all the Kingdom Hearts games got listed and they're like, no, 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 no. No, this isn't real. And then Kingdom Hearts 3 and everyone like, yes! Even me, I was, I, I nearly made a hole in the roof. I jumped up that high. Mm. Eh. Yeah. I may be the only one who's not giving a huge pop on that. Because, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a reason why, and I, I want a chance to play. I, I do, but I never had the chance to actually play Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. So I really am not as high on to three Get as the one point five edition that comes out next <clears throat> month then. But that's only one that's only one. And three sixty five dash whatever the hell. Um that's not two. So I've got a feeling two might have to come out for those people that haven't got it. Right. Plus so, I mean, is if Kingdom Hearts two part of the PS two classics, I'm not sure. I uh, I don't know. But uh, they also said that Final Fantasy XIV will be coming out on PS4 as well as PS3 and PC. Then Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag. Uh, no, men- no mention was really made of like a PS Vita version, like Assassin's Creed Three had with Liberation last year. But they have said that the the female character from Liberation will be playable in Assassin's Creed Four. What that means, I don't know. Uh, this had very pr- impressive graphics and some nice bits of gameplay, and then it got to the end. Well, I know there was some bits that was like, I was like, okay, this might be just them trying to set up the demo. And then towards the end, it was just freezing up completely. It's like, oh wow, it seems like Nintendo is throwing some glitches into the system. Oh, that being said, Nintendo's live stream had glitches as well, so I don't know. You know, could it have been Ouya? <laughs> Ooh, you're messing about with the wires. I don't know. That's... Which I did. I, I felt bad for the guy actually giving the entire uh, demo because halfway through the demo, had to stop. So I mean, the demo looked great. It wasn't halfway through the demo. It was like towards the end, and he just had his hands out because you could tell from the way it was with them. Uh, Blackbeard and Kenway being completely, you know, outnumbered. It was clearly going to be the cliffhanger to the the demo. Anyway, I'm not so sure because from what I heard, they still had like a little bit of uh, boat combat to show off. So I don't know. God damn it! That was the best bit. Boats. That was the best bit of free, anyway. But I mean, that's what the whole point was. From what? <laughs> Okay. Back in chat, Assassin's Creed 4 was running on the open book dev kit. Eh. I'm not so sure about that, but okay. Uh, Yeah, the whole demo was supposed to be uh, pretty long. They had the part in the beginning, and then they were supposed to have uh, more boat combat than they showed off. Which I was really wanting to see the boat combat stuff. So... Next, uh, Watch Dogs, which was a very, very impressive little demo. You could clearly see it was open world and trying to assist everybody and 
causing discussions and all the technological great stuff. The one thing I did notice as the character you were saving escape, line that was said, you know, perhaps we're getting closer to your sister. Implying that basically, by the looks of it, the people that are out to get Aiden are basically doing the squeeze tactics. You know, his family's going missing. So it's up to him to, like, think one step ahead of the, whoever the people are. But I will say, it, again, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some tablet stuff, I think, wasn't there? I don't know. I This was... This was about that point in the night where I was really starting to get tired. I was starting to fade. I was stuff, I so sick. He, I think he said something like, oh, I need some help. And the person on the tablet did something. I think it was just cause, you know... A, oh, no, the person with the... T- he was running out of cars were coming in. And the person on the tablet raised the bollard, so the cars crashed into the bollards. That's what happened there, because then there was a bit slightly later on where they going to arrest him, and then he had his phone, pressed a button to cut, do a power cut for the entire city for 20 seconds. Yeah, blackout. Take, yeah, the blackout. Take the guys out, and then just pr- proceed on. On a boat. Yeah, on a speedboat. Which, actually, which I actually liked. Then they said how there's going to be an hour of exclusive content and uh, a special outfit only for PS4 people. Then a bit of sports stuff uh, with LeBron James talking to LeBron James. I couldn't work out which one was which because I couldn't this understand either of them. Absolutely stupid. And honestly. But it, oh, is it, graphically, it looked better than EA. Yeah. Because <laughs> mainly they just went, look how good our graphics are. This is how you play basketball. Not like, look at the dribble. Isn't it amazing? It's like individual dribble. The whole dribble thing was actually... I, I know this is going to sound weird, but I'm actually thinking that's actually pretty cool. The, no, just, that's, that's, that's been... Yeah. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, it's the whole engine stuff. It's getting so... I mean, There's if you look at the game... It cooks bread on both hands. Keep going. No, it's, it's that kind of thing. With certain games, when you have annual releases, it's really, some cases, it's just going to be rewording the stuff. By the way, this is actually where I fell asleep, so... Okay. You fell asleep at Elder Scrolls. Well done. Eh. Because this is an interesting thing as well. They said we've got a partnership with Bethesda. And then, of course, bloody Dumbledore was in the fucking trailer. Holy shit. All hail Michael Gamble. Uh, it's going to be coming spring 2014, and the beta, the, 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 the beta for the game will be exclusive to the PS4 only. So I guess of sorts, we'll be able to get access to the game first. Even though it isn't the game outright. Um, yeah, that's wrong anyway, because it's going to be on PC also. Well, I think it's going to be on Xbox One as well, but I'm just saying the beta, the beta is going to be exclusive to PS4, I believe, or at least console-wise. Console-wise, yes, probably. Yeah. But 
They've already Unless, said, of course, a PS4 is practically a PC. Both consoles are practically PCs, but either way. Keep going. Next, they have a little teaser, which really unclear what it was, and then it was revealed. It's the rumored Mad Max video game coming from Warner Brothers and Avalanche Studios. Uh, PS4 people will be getting a Road Warrior survival kit for it, apparently. And the, tra- the teaser trailer didn't look too bad. I, I don't care. Um, I wanted Fallout. If they don't want to show Fallout, don't get on their asses. Oh. It does can suck my dick. I want Fallout. So wow. Fallout. You don't see me complaining about Last Guardian. I just accept it. <laughs> You don't see me, you know. You don't see me going. Where's Rainbow Six Patriots? I want to be a bad guy. No, no, no. The the whole Last Guardian thing is just absolutely hilarious. Because that was the only thing I heard from a lot of people. Where was Last Guardian? Where was Last Guardian? Where was Last Guardian? They canceled it. Where was Gears of War four? I don't even think that's being made. Uh, they talk about Call of Duty Ghost, FIFA, and Madden, and how they're going to be big games for them as well, for the PS4. Uh, in total, there's going to be 140 games. There's 140 games currently in development, 100 to be coming out within the first 12 months of release, 40 of which are going to have a deal with the PS4. To, to Mac and Chad, Last Guardian is still in the process. Uh, it's going to be a, it's gonna be a next-gen console game. Um, they did say it will be coming out. Uh, I honestly when? think they're going to la- they're going to launch it at Tokyo. I don't I don't know because they said it's on hiatus. Like straight up, like you just said it, it's on hiatus. So I honestly think they're going to do it. At to- they're going to do something at Tokyo. I don't think it's going to be that though. There needs to be some big draw for the Japanese people to want it because I don't think the Japanese people are interested in NBA. Final Fantasy, yes. Let's go through. Um yeah. Beyond two souls they're probably not interested in. Order, not interested in. Knack, probably not interested in. Even Infamous and Killzone, not really. Drive Club, no. Diablo three, possibly because of career and everything. Uh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Watchdogs, they should do, but they probably won't. Elder Scrolls, probably not. Man, right, hold on, hold on. Watchdogs will be very big in um, in North Korea because it's a, of course, it's everybody's watching everybody. So there you go. No, everybody in North Korea is playing Mercenaries One. Um, <laughs> so then here come digs up. You know, this is kind of like the Rumble in the Jungle with Ali and Foreman, and here comes Ali with the one-two punch. Bam. We support used games. There are going to be no restrictions. Uh, mm. Well, go on. <laughs> this is like the counterpoint. I challenge you to a... They're doing the same exact thing Microsoft is. It's being left to the developers. Straight up, it is being left to the developers by both consoles, not just Sony. And from what? Well, no. That's, no, that's pre-owned games. That's the used game thing. What you're talking about? 
Yeah, discs. That's straight up what you were talking about because the entire use game restrictions, that's DRM. That's exclusive to the developers. They have the decision to say, you know what, not happening. And I think, I really do think EA is going to be the company that says they cannot resell our games. Even though Peter Moore denied it. Peter Moore's a jackass to begin with. Hey, come on, he's better than Riccatello. Riccatello just looks like a creepy man. EA, I think, will be the one company that says, no, we're not going to do it. So, and then nobody buys EA games ever again. <laughs> Who buys them to begin with now? I don't buy That's any of their sports games. Oh, I, hold on, I buy any of their sports games now. I wasn't talking about sports. I was talking about SimCity. I was talking about <laughs> Mass Effect. I was talking about Mirror's Edge. I was talking about Battlefield. You've already said you're buying Battlefield. Yeah, oh yeah. But I think EA will be the only company that does it. So, we'll see. Uh-huh. I mean, but but straight up, both companies are leaving it to the developers. Then next up, they say the no always online authentication of games or your console. I've got nothing for that one. Sorry. Yeah, that's that's something you can't you you can't kind of find some sort of way around it. That's what they're doing. There's no going to be twenty four hour check in kind of thing. You can play it offline. So if you do have if you do work on a submarine somewhere in the ocean, buy a PS4. Unless you want to play Halo. Or gear. Well, you or actually, like- thinking about it now, I think some Marines even have their own Wi-Fi in some fashion. Um, what of sonar, possibly? I don't uh, know. I've never. Been, I'm sorry, I can't yeah. say anything. Then they talk about PlayStation Plus. It will be carrying over to PS4 for the five dollar a month. You're going to get cloud save updates, and you just like with previous. Like with PS3, you don't have to have PlayStation Plus. But the one thing which was like the asterisk, if you do want multiplayer, you will have to get PlayStation Plus. But then the fact of the matter is, you have to pay for multiplayer anyway on Xbox Live. So it's not that much different, in all honesty. Mm. Plus Plus the price issue, but we'll get to that. They then have some a pretty incredible deal. Drive Club will be completely free to PlayStation Plus users during the first year of PlayStation 4. So in essence, it'll be like how um, Infamous 2 and Little Big Planet 2 have been on PlayStation Plus for the past year. They just got removed this past week and replaced with single-player Uncharted 3... XCOM Enemy Unknown. I think those two got switched out. So basically, XCOM Enemy Unknown could be there for a year. Which would be incredible. It's a lot of time. Uh, They then talk about uh, how there's also going to be new titles because over the first three months of PS4 being out, Don't Starve, Outlast, and Secret Ponchos will all be available free of charge as well. Uh, then we get to the big one, Destiny. Very hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There is something I do want to say. The whole PS Plus, uh, Nate just in chat, always gives away free games. 
but when you cancel your PS Plus account, you lose those games. Yeah, but why would you cancel your PS Plus account? No, 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 no. Hold on. You might not cancel it. You may run out of funds. You can't pay for it. Oh, well. You just lost those games. However, Microsoft has given you those games just for paying for it. Yeah, but think about it. You've already saved $100. But we'll get to that. Eh. Um, Yeah, Destiny. Very impressive graphics. Lots of customizable features for everything. Your player, your weapons, your vehicles, all sorts of stuff. There's going to be public events as well where multiple multiple parties can basically be involved. Uh, and then the track shows up and Bill Nighy's in it. You see, two of the best games, Elder Scrolls and Destiny, narrated by British actors. You see? The Destiny, I did watch the Destiny demo and the de- demo was amazing. Uh, they did a great job with that demo. Showed a lot of this. Got the RPG element, showing off the loot elements, showing off the shooting aspects of the game, uh, showing off just they it really did a well jo- a well done job on it at all. So yeah, they talk also then about the cloud and which you'll be able to get access to all of your gaming library, which will be launching in 2014 in the US only uh, f- first. And PlayStation 3, with Vita being added somewhere later on down the line. Okay, apparently... I'm I'm sorry, I I, want to stop you for a second. Apparently, during the live blog of the entire PlayStation thing and all that, apparently somebody actually said, gasp, like red red wedding levels. (sighs) What the hell? Uh, It's a Game of Thrones joke. Um, okay, it's just ha- absolutely hilarious. I'm guessing they're they're saying gas because of the red the red wedding was one of the most bloodiest uh, parts of the thrones. So I'm guessing it's the gas thing. So it's the game funny of that thrones they, is finally mentioned. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to Mac. I haven't caught up. I'm still in season two, but yeah, it's kind of funny they threw that, threw that in there. So. But you will be able to stream your PS3 games off the cloud, so you will be able to <clears throat> all the ones that are already saved onto your system, not onto your hard drive, but like the 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 fact that you've owned them and you've played them, you'll be able to get them on the PS4. This is a good so it's move. Interesting to question why their architecture is the same as it is on the PS4, when the PS4 has obviously moved to a new architecture that's would cause massive problems if it actually streamed games to uh, last-gen games. It's very interesting. You won't be able to play PS4 games on a PS3. No, 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 no. No, you're not understanding. Architecture is pretty much the whole background back, back of the console. Architecture is pretty much like saying, oh, here, well, let's go with the building. Uh, this brick over here is out of place. Let me re-put that with another brick. Uh, okay, fine. Cinder block, though, you can't replace that with brick. you got to pretty much put a new cinder block in there to replace the entire thing. It's architecture based on the entire level. That was a stupid... It's all running off the cloud, so it's not actually running on the console itself. No, it's, it's an emulator. It. It's somewhat. It's all via the power... 
I'm gonna I'm gonna use Xbox phrase PS4. The power of the cloud, bitches. And then we get to the big one, the price. It's three hundred ninety-nine dollars, three hundred forty-nine pounds. So it's about eighty eighty pounds to a hundred dollars cheaper. Because obviously you're gonna have to get PlayStation Plus for your multiplayer, but that's probably about the same price as um month is about now. Nope. How much is that then? Uh, how much is the year for PS Plus? Si- well, it's 60. It's the price of a game. Okay, same price. There you go. I, exactly I, saw somewhere, the same. I saw somewhere $100 and I was like, what? So, no, that's the, that's the price of the games outright. $50 for PlayStation Plus. Oh, is it 50 Okay, fifty dollars for PlayStation Plus, so it's cheaper anyway. <laughs> Ten dollars. Yeah. yeah, they might they might up it if it is five dollars a month. They might up it anyway. Because to be honest, you know, you're still saving money if you were to get an Xbox One, which is confusing, of course, because if you look at the that GDDR stuff, the PS4 is the most up to date, yet you're getting it for cheaper. They're running on a loss. They are really no, they're not. How are they not? Uh, From what Michael Pachter has heard from his sources, because he's got some sources really deep, their bare minimum, that that you know, their costs for the console itself is three hundred and twenty-five dollars, making a profit. That must be some cheap plastic on that console, then. I don't know, because something is not right, then. If they are... Most most gaming companies with a new next-gen launch are running at a loss of at least 50 or $60. If they're making money, something doesn't seem right, then. The confusing thing is the price of the... For the Xbox One, I believe, costing-wise, is about three hundred and seventy. Huh. So their they have got a much bigger markup. Then again, obviously, you're also buying a television box in, integrated into it. Which this is my problem with it as well. I have a DVD VCR. Uh, you know, that I use to record whatever. My parents use the VCR, I use the DD. When one part of that goes, the whole thing has to be taken in. So, if it's supposed to be part to receiver, part console, if the console breaks, what the hell do I do about my TV? If the TV tune a bit breaks inside of it, what the hell do I do with my gaming console? That's one of the things that I'm a bit dubious about the Xbox with that. See, and I still question why people are going to be using the Xbox as a saying that whole thing. I, I don't understand the whole TV part of it, and I'm still questioning. Okay, Max con- says it's a repeater. I'm going to continue using my box. I mean, I'm not using the Xbox for it as a TV. I've got a TV box for that. I'm using it as a game console. And what quite a lot of people have said is, you know, I guess in an overview here, 
Xbox has told me what I have to have. Sony um, gives me what I want to have. But Xbox has also given you the Kinect as an add-on. And buying the... Yeah, but Xbox hold is on, forcing hold on. it to you. Hold on. But buying the Xbox I dollars also? Or the Sony I? Yeah, but the Sony I is optional. But if you want to do that whole... But if you want to do that whole uh, move thing they've got, you're spending the same much, same same amount. They've ditch move. Then what the hell is the controller then? Yeah, that's another thing that is worth mentioning. How much motion stuff did you see from the big three consoles? Barely any. Yeah. Mo- motion is like, like is TV's 3D. It's dead. Except for Nintendo, they kind of had to show something. Yeah, but the way they use... Well... (laughs) In essence, the only motion... The the only reason for motion at the minute is dance games. Or the Kinect Sports. That's about it. And Kinect Kinect Sports, Sports, They did show off, which did look pretty interesting. Yeah, that's what... why Why didn't Xbox include that... That interests me more than blubbing... I can't remember. I need to look at my notes. They did include that. That interested me more than Project Spark. Well, see, I was interested in Project Spark, the whole thing. I mean, I liked it. See, that's the whole thing. I liked Project Spark. With respect, that interested me more than Halo, because, you know... Eh, I liked Halo. It's like every year it's Microsoft. Let's bring Master Chief out. Loco Cycle. They, I could have done without that. Did they show Loco Cycle? Yeah, they did. Oh. It was a, it was a brief brief demo of it. I could have done without that. Um, but they they put Connect Sports Rivals in, which looked good. I mean, the whole uh, mountain climbing thing. It's pretty cool. Alright, considering we've got 28 minutes left before you said we're killing the show, do you want to take phone calls? Yeah, since I'm about to have, since all hell's about to break loose anyway. Um, <laughs> how can they call in? Let me pull up the emails right quick. How can they call you in, Ashley? Call in two ways. One via Skype, add the user Sunday Night Showdown to uh, your buddy's thing. Or you can call in to 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. Can I quickly go for a few bits of entertainment news, Sean, while we're waiting for our first call? I've got emails. Oh, okay. I was like, we had this conversation, really? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's a long day for me as well. Yeah, so you can I'm, you can I'm powered on something. Stop snorting the coke. I told you about that. Um, this one's from the Canadian Barbarian, which apparently we had an issue with. I don't know when that happened. Um, hello, hello, Sean and Ashley. I have a question for you both. Both of you, where do you see wrestling in the next five years, in, the, in my mind? The child-friendly wrestling is kind of a little disappointing. And WWE and TNA is the end of end days of WCW with both the same captain of the ship, the, sink of the, the sinking of WCW, but I am really... I'm sorry, it's a little hard to read. I am really instant to, to he, hear what you two have to say. And Sean, I am sorry... 
four down, but since I really only play wrestling games as my wrestling entertainment, no intention of doing WTNA anymore. There was no reason for me to continue on four down. That's completely fine, dude. A lot of people haven't. Um, I still love to listen to the SNS Radio Network, but not for the wrestling, but all the personals, like Bronx rapping with the SNS Fron King Anthony. <laughs> and he's wow. in the chat tonight. Um, to the Mirror Edge love, lover, L-Train, how I would not be surprised if he... F- how, I would, how I would not be surprised if he faithfully... Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I know what he's going for there. I don't want to read that. Um, but, uh, to actually the British one would both show the open book and the whole indie show with I like I, I like and I like actually I love you about Kaija Big Battle and Shikar Conspiracies and you Sean Oh if he likes if he likes Shikar Conspiracy Fairies he needs to listen to the one that went up today. Um and you Sean where would you be without your angry rants about video games and wrestling? Then we the big the big starts the man you don't want to piss off, the Trey Dog, the man how got who got power and he knows and the main man JJ formerly JJ Sexay he did he did get rid of that he is now just JJ um, but I will list, always listen to the SNS Radio Network fan of wrestling or not I have heard you Sean since you were the game segment on the blogs thank you so to keep up the good work. I look forward to hearing more of the open book in the future. And to quote a great man, the open book, Unplugged for Life. Thank you for that. Copyright Sensational Sean. Of course. And I can't forget how you screwed up my home country's Ten Promises and Three Territories. Here's a like a link to the wiki for next time. Did I screw up that? Um, just could quickly answer the question. Wrestling in five years, I think we'll be roughly where it is. Somehow I think TNA will survive. WWE will still be there. The Indies will still be brilliant. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, we do have a caller. I have a feeling I'm about to pull the whiskey out and start drinking tonight um, for the first time ever. He is... You know what? Introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to be the... Resident nerd of this network, Walkie. Hi. What's up, man? Not much. Um, happened to be lucky that I had nothing to do at work, so I came home early to uh, listen to you guys. Um, rather interesting twelfth that you guys were, talk- were uh, talking about. You didn't I'm sound sure. as you didn't sound as negative, Sean, that you claimed that you were going to be <laughs> on the Facebook page. So uh, I found it a uh, reasonable talk between you guys. Well, Ashley really didn't bring up any stories that gave me the chance to be negative. Um, I, I was negative on the Xbox a little bit. And I was negative on Sony a little bit. But it really didn't give me the chance to be negative that much on either console. So, um, Well, let me, let me bring up the, the $64,000 question because obviously, <clears throat> I mean, obviously for those that, don't frequent the SNS Radio Facebook group, and if you haven't, go check it out. <laughs> um, if you haven't, you have you have probably gave yourself a chance not to see a million posts by one flipping person. You know, <laughs> I'm looking at you. 
or the one hundred and what on on post that went on between uh, Nathan and Nathaniel, whatever, or Danny Van Dam, my whip and myself. <laughs> that was like a full-on debate. I was like, a full-on debate. God damn it! I I need you know, we need Peter Jennings from ABC back to debate. You know, to get a clock on this five minutes per person. No, no offense, Walkie, but I as soon as I saw as soon as I saw how many, I was just yeah, I'm I'm not gonna read all this. It's gonna take too long because they're gonna keep going. I don't blame you. We we were. It was a fun and a little bit of a good, healthy, enjoyable debate. Sometimes a little bit angry, but it, it all goes around there. Anyway, um, I know you said this before, and I'll and, you, and you'll say it, say it again. The wait and see approach. But yes, let me put down the fifty-four thousand dollar question. Wait, it was. 64. Oh, it's gone down in value by ten thousand dollars. Wow. Well, well close enough. It's depreciated already. That's the value of consoles <laughs> today. No, it, it, it uh, must be a PC. So. PC. Um, think of the think of the price and think of the worth when you when you, when you think about it. Uh, if uh, both consoles released today, Xbox One and PS4, which would you guys buy? And both is not it's not part of the answer. Well, if it it depends on the titles, what the launch titles are. If we're going with the launch titles that are going to be the launch titles for the Xbox One and the PS4 when they come out. Uh, it's going to be the Xbox One because of the fact that it does have Dead Rising 3, which is a game that I plan on playing no matter what. And the fact that it's also going to have Watch Dogs and all of those major games, just like the PS4 will on launch. But at the same time, I'm not a Killzone fan. Killzone fan. I'm not... I didn't like the series at all. And so straight up when it comes down to it, it came down to Dead Rising. And the fact that it's the open world zombie game that I've been looking for in a game and for a long time. State of Decay has really given me that chance to play a great open world survival zombie game. But now Dead Rising 3 is coming out. This is a city-based survival zombie game that I am looking very forward to. So Xbox One does have my... My, my choice here because of the fact of the game that's launching. If it doesn't come down to games, I wouldn't choose either. I would stick with what I got. So, in your mind, this all the, comp- this all the um, complaints and the controversies that, um, that has come through this console, that doesn't bother you, though? No. It, the entire... Check in every 24 hours. Don't care. I'm always online to begin with. If I lose power, I can't play my system anyway. Um, the whole connect thing, connect can be turned off easily. You can turn off the entire thing. Fine with that. Uh, use games, DRM, it's both consoles. It depends on the developer. It's going to stay on the back of the console most likely. Cannot be traded in, can be traded in. Whatever. Um, but here's um, here's my thing. I'll stop you right there. Okay. Um, the biggest thing really coming out of this is the fact that I think it was uh, Rodriguez that said it, or Nate in the chat room, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, one of you, if you said this, but <clears throat> the fact is, I think in the end, whether or not if it's Sony or Microsoft, I don't think doesn't matter anymore. 
the fact is how Sony and Microsoft handled it. The fact of the matter is Sony handled it a lot better by basically pointing out on their conference that they support used games and they're not going to impose any restriction on used games. Sony, uh, Microsoft did not cover it at all. They did like a separate release and the stupid comments basically saying, well, I'm going to, uh, I, I mentioned about the, about the online connection. So if you have no online connection, well, yeah, we got this little console called uh, Xbox 360. See, well, the thing for me is with the with that what you were saying, I honestly think PS4 was going to do exactly the same as the Xbox One. It's just Xbox One said it first. They got so much negative press, and Sony had the capabilities to say we're not going to feature it. And as I said, Xbox was like you have to have this, and Sony is you want. To have this. Well, I agree, because the biggest thing that you have to do, in my opinion, when revealing a new console is you have to really... It's like presenting a new product, in my opinion. You have to give a very good enough reason to make the people want to have it. Just to basically go out and to say that you must have this, you must do this, you must do that. You know, um, somebody from IGN on their uh, live cast said this, and I totally agree with this. In this gen, the roles are reversed. The Xbox One is basic, is now the, the PS3 of this generation of the arrogance, the overpricing, and all of that. And I think that could, in my opinion, really hurt them in, in, the, in the beginning of this. It, they might turn around and might try to do change and all that. I'll give them that. But right now, it's hurting them. It's hurting them big time, and that's why I think Sony is looking high right now. And you know, it's just it. it and, and the biggest thing with me is, is that in the whole DRM thing and use games, and you know, I've said this on a video I did when I posted on the YouTube channel. But I basically said this: the people that even this could also hurt the rental business and all that because people want to go out and rent their games and try it and all that. The biggest, the old saying that I that I like that, that I would say is, if it's not fi- if it's if it's not fi- if it's not fixed, why fix it? Can I interject something here for a second? I knew I knew he was coming on. <laughs> yeah, the voice but, from beyond. Yes, the yeah. the voice from beyond the trash can. Um, I just want to bring up a historical context for you, and I no because I think it's actually relevant to this. Sony is better placed with with this presentation. They've done something Microsoft hasn't done, which is they've learned from past history. If you look at Sony, they failed with Betamax. And, I mean, <laughs> they, they forced that hard on people. They won in the broadcast community, but not in the consumer market. Then they tried to do it with memory cards. How many machines that are not Sony use Sony memory cards? Practically none. Everybody uses Secure Digital for a while. They were using Compact Flash. They yeah. finally won with Blu-ray versus HD DVD. Now look at Microsoft. They've never had any competition except in the consoles. They started out being a licensee for IBM PCs. And they gradually took the entire market. 
you can't consider Apple a competitor because they've got, what, 10% of the market? Linux, believe me, that's no competition. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. They didn't learn their lesson from web TV because apparently that still exists, and even I didn't know that. But has Microsoft really ever had the kind of competition and the kind of problems that Sony has had? Of course not. They just force their stuff out there. You will do what they say. And it's been like that since the mid-70s. As my coworker has said, and as I've said on the, the Facebook Microsoft will take you kicking and screaming into the future, even if you don't want to go there. But see, here's the problem with that argument. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand that, but here's the problem with our argument. Look at the whole thing with the digital thing. I was thinking about this earlier. I don't, I don't, I can't remember what, I can't remember whether or not this 360 does this, but I know with confidence that Sony and Nintendo does this. They have, as part of their systems, uh, video games that are available digitally, which you can download right off. I know Nintendo does this, and Sony does this. I think Microsoft does this. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, yes. they have a games-on-demand service, yes. They yes. do? Okay, so all of them do it. Does it. But at the same time, they also, uh, they also, invite, they also have the, the CDs, the Blu-rays, the, the DVD-esque games, that, which you can go out and play. I still think today that people still hold in great value when you when you first buy a game or pre-order and then you finally get it, you still hold in value the fact that you got the game yep. and do that. Mm. It, it's still around. Now, I know that eventually digital is going to be the, the main thing with consoles in the future. I get that. But the problem with the way that Sony is, is ta- and excuse me, the problem with how Microsoft is, is, is taking this by the quote-unquote in which your, your co-worker at work is saying, basically you're going to drag you kicking and screaming, that is not the right way to go. Exactly. If, 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 they, if they try this approach, then people, the consumer are going to speak with their money and Microsoft's going to get their ass kicked. Yeah. Well, I honestly think as well, the the way digital and retail is now is completely going to be opposite within three years. Because currently, you know, let's say at Wii U's launch, you bought Nintendo Land for, I don't know, it was probably about $50, was it, Sean? I repeat that. I apologize immensely. Nintendo Land for Wii U when it came out at launch. Was it like $50, $60? Yeah, something like that. On the Wii U download store, it was 65 It was more expensive to get the direct download of which they're getting every single, like, cent of it compared to, obviously, a retail where they're only getting a small cut. I honestly think the sensible move is, let's say, make digital games $40 and the, the retail games the regular $50, $60. Well, it's so funny. they actually have to pay for the privilege of having the physical copy. Well, it's funny you say that because um, a lot of people know I'm, I'm, I'm huge on Steam. I'm huge on PC games. Um, a very interesting thing is I was looking at Steam today for the sale, and Company of Heroes 2 popped up. It's like, awesome, cool, I'm playing the beta. The The price on there, I think, is 50 bucks. The price I'm paying in store is 60 
So, I mean, Steam Digital Sales is doing exactly that. They are giving you a little bit off. I mean, $10 isn't much. Um, it's something in today's economy. Yeah. Yes. And that's but, the other thing I think is going to be the huge factor, the price. But see, here's the problem with that argument. And this just came out a couple weeks ago. And you could say it's a different business model, but I'm telling you it's not. And it follows along on Walkie's point. They've done studies of these places like Netflix and like Rent Redbox and all that kind of stuff. Mm. With Netflix, most of their profit is coming from streaming, but most of their actual revenue is coming from physical disc rental. People want the physical disc in their hand. This just came out a couple weeks ago. So I guess I'm killing Netflix thing because so I, mean, I only have the digital. I mean, in f- in five to seven years, if they, you know, are dragging people and sk- kicking and screaming to go completely digital, that's when the trans they're they're going to have to force it because right now people still want the physical product, and it's not going to change anytime soon, and. Blu-ray penetration, I don't even care if Xbox One and PS4 both have Blu-ray players. The penetration of Blu-ray in the marketplace is not going to jump that exponentially as they think. It's still only at 15%. Mm-hmm. Arguably, by the looks of it, digital sales are definitely looking to be rising a lot quicker than Blu-rays ever have. Right, but there's no. but there's still a threshold there because people would still actually buy the physical media. Yeah, they even want if the Blu-ray costs, rather than the. Because there's also a mistrust with digital downloads. I mean, electronic <clears throat> equipment, hard drives, you know, cloud servers—they can fail at a moment's notice. Yeah, that's 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 I think another point that needs to be brought up to this conversation is the the whole thing with the cloud and all that. That I know that Sony and Microsoft are going to do is that. Uh, there, there could be there could be moments that the servers could break down and you could lose those games for a short amount of time. You know that can be the really bad thing about just the, that's the bad thing with digital media right now. But if you hold the actual copy to your hand, you can still play that whether or not the internet works or not. You know, to, I think to, the biggest thing with me is that if they want to get rid of physical copies and all that. I think they really need to slowly do this, but 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 because at the time when the time is right, then you go all digital. Help, maybe PS Five or Xbox Two A or whatever they're going to call the next one. Maybe they could try that, but now's not the time to do that because you know, Brassai, you made the point that people still value their physical copies. I mean, that goes way way back. Back to the Atari 2600 days when cartridges and all that, because people people still value holding up that game, saying, "Look, I got it." Dude, After all this time, I've, I got it. I've still got a box of 2600 cartridges. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and even certain things like movies, yeah. people want every single version that exists. You know, whether it's like director's cut, final cut, whatever. If it's on Blu-ray, if it's on HD DVD, if it's on VHS, if it's on Betamax, if it's on Laserdisc, if they can get a- every format under the sun, they're going to want it because 
the like the value, personal value to them, not just like value on eBay. That's that's like I've got everything. You've been secretly videotaping my life, haven't you? <laughs> no, it's just because I know I, the I, angry video game nerd has got like I, I nearly would, every single version of King Kong that's ever I, been made. I will Lucky. admit this in in public. I have. It's the same damn movie on each different version and format, but I have about 14 different format versions of Disney's Fantasia. <laughs> including Laserdisc. Yes, I have a Laserdisc. Holy guacamole. Dude, I'm old. <laughs> you know, I watched people named Dirt. You know, I didn't actually do it. I just sat there and watched them. There is something going on outside my house. I will say that much. I am just hearing sirens left and right. Cool. Not really. Oh, that's right. My wife's made a phone call. <laughs> my wife is going to get you. He's 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 got the people coming after you. <laughs> oh, he's got to get past the government outside the door too. So. Oh, diplomatic immunity. <laughs> uh, just call the NSA. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 listening too. Hi guys. <laughs> Now here's another thing I want to. Here's another thing I want to bring up is, um, I mean, the reason I started this call by asking that question because, and I also bring up the PS3 launch from '90s from 2006 because here the thing, I remember when people, when people heard, first heard Sony say $599 and how, how very very mad the gaming community was back then, and of course. You know, Microsoft had a cheaper console, the 360, and people responded with their wallets. And Xbox is ahead right now a piece of PlayStation 3, though I hear PlayStation 3 is catching up, but that's beside the point. Uh, here's, and now we look at this next-gen console, and Xbox One and PS4 are coming out. You got Xbox One at $500. And on, and on any potential, if any new person is wanting to get their gold, and, you know, you could go up to the stratosphere, depending on how much the games are. And you look at, of course, PlayStation 4, and, of course, the stuff I said before with their PSN. I, it may just be me, but if I'm like, but, but if me for the consumer, I would look more at PlayStation 4 because the fact that it's cheaper. Not to the. It's just the fact that you got a console coming out of launch that's cheaper. Granted, I kind of wish Nintendo would have drove home the fact that their console is cheaper, but that's beside the point. But I don't think they needed to, to be quite honest. Because if if that's what, that was another thing I was going to say, because I I never got to make my point on the. I, honestly, I'd go PS4 over Xbox 360. But if if you asked me for this holiday, what I want to get from what I saw from games. I would honestly say Nintendo, because what is Nintendo good at? First party. Because if you look at nearly everything that they showed, it was all first party, whether it was 3DS or Wii U. I agree with you to the point that I was kind of disappointed at the Mario game that's coming out. I would rather have been Mario Galaxy 3 instead of what we're getting with Mario 3D World. That's just me. But I agree with you on the yeah, that's a fair point. But come on, it's a katsu. 
<laughs> yes, last it was the Tanuki suit and the 3D, whatever the was, 3D land had something else, and now we got a cat suit. Oh, meow! Oh, shit, Peter's gonna be even more pissed. Oh. <sighs> Another PETA, PETA controversy. Oh, my God! By the way, Walkie, Super- one minute. Super Cat World. Super Cat World. <laughs> Well, they did Super Tanuki World, the Peter, when they did that Flash game, which is absolutely atrocious. But anyway. Oh, yeah. How pathetic that was uh, back then. But, you know, I, I guess Tron's taking a minute, but I, I I think overall when I take out of E3, I look at, you know, who was really the top three coming around. I think A, I think three is... Um, no, I'm going to change it around. I think number three is Microsoft being the lowest, two is Nintendo, and Sony being the highest. They really, they really gained my interest in a big way. Mm. And, I mean, Mac Daddy's, uh, and, and also to go for it, that after the reveal of the Xbox One, I got so mad that I basically have switched over to the Xbox, uh, excuse me, I switched over to PS3. Which I, which I, 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 I totally like. I'm totally glad I did that because now I can play The Last of Us, and so far it's a good. It's been a really fun game so far. And if you get PS Plus, you get XCOM for nothing. Exactly. Which is which is another thing. I don't want to be too long here at the call, but you know, because uh, I, I like the PS Plus because it has. Uh, I think it has more to offer in, in many cases. One thing I will say for next gen at launch, let's let's take console bundles out of it. You know, with games already bundled in, Xbox One is going to have the console. Xbox Gold is going to be another fifty dollars. Then you're going to buy a launch game, which is another fifty dollars. Obviously, it won't be fifty dollars, but that's six hundred. Let's say for PS4, all you need to buy is a PS4 and PlayStation Plus. Because with PlayStation Plus, you're getting a launch title in Drive Club for free anyway. Yep. Well, hell, I um, for my PSV, I got I got the that uh, thing is called uh, Uncharted: Go to the Abyss. I got that for free just because I got PlayStation Plus, which I I adore. Because at uh, the GameStop, in not far from where I am, the actual physical copy was like thirty four bucks. So I'm I'm happy. <laughs> Uh, we've got we've got to we've got to half one and I never even got to talk about Superman, Terminator and G.I. Joe and Damn it. There's always there's always next week, uh, Ash. And he's I'm gonna, not gonna be here next, next week. week. <laughs> well guess what? It's podcast time for you then. I we yeah, you're gonna do a live show, I'm gonna do a podcast. That's that's separating who's, the audience. Who's is, that gonna, is this a test to like who gets the most listeners? Who says I'm gonna do a live show? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, actually, you always talk about it on the Leap Force podcast with me and my wife. Which, by the way, I do want to thank you for the invite that you did give me, but unfortunately, I am working. That's no problem. Uh, I will mention, since I know this is about time you guys are going to end the show because it's like 1.31 in the morning, Um, uh, I will return to uh, this weekend's ZFP. Uh, as uh, me and my wife will be joined uh, by Danny Van Dam from uh, the Daily Gamepad and the frequent contributor to uh, the SNS Radio Facebook group. And uh, as the three of us will be talking to you three 
and uh, but more importantly, to continue tradition for Elite Force podcast, talking about some of uh, the upcoming sci-fi games that uh, was shown at this year's E3. So it's uh, going to be looking forward to uh, seeing uh, what uh, the three of us are going to be talking about. Could be an Xbox rant coming from me, so you never know. So I so want to be on that conversation. I so want to be on that conversation and hear Mindwave and Van Damme rant. <laughs> I guess hey, it's a good thing I'm not on the show. I get, if you're free, Ashley, you can join us. Well, I, need to go, I need to go shopping early. <laughs> it's like every other time it's always been available. It's like, God damn it, I've been shopping at that time. It's like, so I'm going to sleep now. So bye-bye. I do want to talk to uh, Mindwave about possibly... Getting my hands involved in, I believe it's the Chris Jones Gaming Network, um, because I kind of want to go to E3 next year with that press pass, hmm. which, which I have actually been considering doing, uh, using the uh, open book as the leap, the leap for that. So I might have to talk to my wife about getting my hands all, all in that. Yeah, and you know, uh, Christian's Gaming Network has um, has uh, been covering E3 in the past several years. So yeah, be, that'd be kind of cool if you're able to do that. So I mean, might have to, we'll have to see. I've got a lot going on at work, so we'll have to see where I am come next year. But uh, anything if else? You don't get it, Sean. I'll get it. But first, I need the passport. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's uh, as far as anything else. No, that's about it. Um, it was a good conversation with you guys and. Uh, I'll see you guys uh, for my return after a one-week uh, kicking my ass at work hiatus uh, for uh, the weekend edition of the podcast. There you go. Take a listen to the Elite Force podcast exclusively. Well, not exclusively. You're on a, you're on your own network. You're on your own station, too. Right on the SNS Radio Network, of course. Which is called www.eliteforcepodcast.com. I am the king of cheek plugs, as you guys said. There you go. So thank you, Walkie, for calling in tonight. <laughs> Later, guys. I don't um, know if he is the king of cheap plugs because I plug this show and I plug whole indie show on each other's shows, but Sean never listens. So. No, I don't. Um, no offense. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know because I am I am pretty much a cheap plug myself when I do, when it comes to other shows I call into. No, you're yeah, you're just cheap. <laughs> of course, we do have one more email and then we are going to log off. Damn, what the hell is going on out there? Um, of course. <laughs> It's L Train. So, hey yo, guys. I would easily express my happiness over this Mirror's Edge Origins clip shown, but I'm sure next week would be better. I believe fully annoying Sean works best when I'm talking to him. <laughs> he wants me out of the room. <laughs> really? That's how you have to say that? Yeah. Without question, E3 is one of my favorite times of the year. Paid as much attention to the conferences as I could. I actually did watch Microsoft's comp- presentation, though came away impressed a little, though not shocking. The one part I, that I did enjoy was the Dead Rising 3 demo. I feel they dipped into The Walking Dead nicely with the zombie crowding around you, though I wasn't a big fan of the main character a little. Sounded a little too whiny. EA, do I really even really need to say it? Red plus faith equals day one purchase. Missed Ubisoft's conference, so I'll have to see, see it over the weekend. Hashtag Goldwood. Yeah. Sony saw the day after. Thanks for the link, Sean. And loved it. Great games shown. I cannot wait to play Rain and Beyond Two Souls. Soon there you to go, be Rain. 
Okay. Um, so I'm going to be playing The Last of Us and good showing of PS4. Only minor gripe is having to step up to PlayStation Plus if I want to play online with friends. Though since I don't do mu- multiplayer online much, not too upset. Nintendo, <sighs> sigh. Smart move, I suppose, on them to avoid a huge conference, but I missed the stage with Reggie and Miyamoto. At least they could have, they've got more games coming this year. Nintendo could make some more money partnering with convenient stores for the Donkey Kong launch since Tropical Breeze sounds like a slushy flavor. Also, actually, considering the Wii Fit trainer was shown was a female in the Brawl trailer, maybe a phrase, ha <laughs> Maybe oh, no. a phrase like, wonder what happens when Kirby eats her. Should be phrased a little better. <laughs> Drive it, <tar. laughs> Decent week, though. I really did miss the G4 coverage. Yes, didn't we all? Can't wait to see what fallout comes from everything over the next few months. Now, if you'll excuse me, gotta go watch the Mirror's Edge trailer again. Peace, L-Train. So there you go, One thing I was going to say, with, with the Nintendo Direct, they had such strong games, it was like, you seriously should have done a conference because we wouldn't have cared. Because eh. I, I think that kind of thing in a conference, with some gameplay demos of the stuff properly, would have gone down big. Okay, we didn't have a new console. Okay, they were probably going to be outshone by the others, but they would have had some sort of major presence there rather than a significant presence. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I've given up on Nintendo, unfortunately. I really have. Uh, they haven't shown me enough. I I mean, hell, I'm, I'm selling my PS4. Uh, I can't um, give up on Nintendo. Hell, they've got Triple H's tagline as their new thing for 2012. Play the game. I'm selling my 3DS. I mean, I was waiting for Pokemon to come Not out. Not even for Zelda. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, I mean, it comes down to the fact I don't, I don't like the whole motion pad stuff on there. I can't do that. If I'm going to play a game, I'm going to play a game. And my major thing yeah, is with Zelda, your 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 motion pad is going to be your menu for swapping in and out items. Well, it, it's. I may keep it. I may not. It depends later on. We'll have to see. I don't. I don't know right now. Somebody wants to buy it. They're going to pay me over a hundred dollars. So it depends on what they're going to pay me. Um, heck, I'm selling my Vita next week for a hundred plus. Oh, well, no, that's that's pretty fair considering. P- you know, you might want to keep it for the PS4, but I guess if you're not huge into remote play, then it's not a must have. No, I'm not. Uh, the only game I would probably do it for is Knack, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, um, so that's it for E3 coverage. Thank you to uh, Walkie for calling in. Um, thank you to Canadian Barbarian and to L-Train for emailing. Uh, what? Let's figure out what shows they can catch on the network. The Open Book, live every Friday right here at 10, at 10 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, you can catch Sunday Night Showdown every uh, every pay-per-view Sunday, excuse me, um, with, you can catch this coming Sunday, supposedly, with JJ, JJ, of course, and Bronx, I believe. What podcast can they catch, Ashley? 
Uh, running the ropes with Krillin and Mav, possibly live show, possibly podcast. I don't know what the situation with that, but keep an eye on the Facebook page to see what. Uh, you've got Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckman. You've got the aforementioned Elite Force podcast, the midweek <laughs> edition with Chuck W. and the weekend edition with Walkie and Mindwipe and the E3 special kind of talk this week. Um, trying to think, Carbway might be stuff coming very soon. Keep an eye out for that on the SNS page. And also the whole indie show of myself and Sandra and Randy, where apparently I might have to fear for my life. If you want to know why, listen. So, uh, Brassai, can I ask you to come on for a second? Yes, sir. Uh, there was a question posed in chat, and I guess I, you're the one to ask. I read the question indeed. Uh, to Mac Daddy in the chat, we don't know. Uh, there was talk that Unplug was going to be coming back mid to late June. I think that might be pushed back, although I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, no new word yet on Bronx's new show. I know he's still working on format. Uh, Doghouse is ready to debut if he can figure, if Trey can figure out when he can do the show. I've already heard the intro, the new intro for the show. It sounds very good. Uh, they're working on a day and time as to when that's going to come back. So, those three shows, everything's still up in the air. Only, oh, there you go. The only thing I can tell you is just just keep an eye out on the Facebook page. I'm I'm sure somebody will make an announcement when they are ready. Yep. So there you go with all that. Um, actually, anything you want to say? Yeah, I'm not here next week. And why is that? Uh, I am. I have a press pass, and I am going to the Resd Expo, which is just up the road from me, compared to Eurogamer in London. Uh, it's a sub. It's a kind of like a sub spin-off of Eurogamer, where they focus solely on PC and indie games. Some of the things that I know are going to be there: uh, Velocity Ultra for the Vita is going to be there. The the golden the quest for Epic Loot, the one that I was going to that was mentioned in Ubisoft conference. I'm actually going to hopefully be able to play it. Company of Heroes two, um, Rome Total War two, Splinter Cell Blacklist. Uh, Daisy Standalone is going to have a press com well not press conference a uh, developer session interview thing there uh, there's going to be beta shown of the Rome Total War thing uh, project oh project project um, Pilgrim or something one of the things that was massively huge I think it was the space thing that took about 7 million dollars on Kickstarter Project Eternity that's it that's going to be there. Quite a few other indie games. I know one of the guys from Hotline Miami is also going to be there for some developer sessions. So whether he'll be there possibly to tease um, Hotline Miami too, I don't know. But also I'm hoping, still trying to set it up, to get an interview with somebody from Team 17. Because they are going to have a Worms game on show and something, I think Super Frog HD. It's called. I'm hoping to get an interview with them, talk about the games, and get it on here. Uh, not for next week, obviously, because it's Saturday, Sunday, but for the week after. So there you go. Um, 
there may be a show next week. There may not be a show. I haven't fully decided. Um, not good at doing a show by myself. So I might have a special co-host. Might have two special co-hosts. Just get L train on and talk about <laughs> Mirror's Head for three hours. No, no, no. <laughs> that will not happen. Um, we'll have to see. I mean, I'm not completely sure what's going to happen for next week. Uh, I know Brad Side doesn't want to do it, so we'll find out. Fuck uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck well, no. Okay. Since you're... All brass I can say about is the Atari ST. Dude, I want to get off here so I can go play Bonk's Adventure (laughs) on the Turbo Graphics. Nice. (laughs) I'm old. What can I say? Um, Where's my checkers? So with with that, of course, you can catch the open book uh, live every Friday. Now at our new time, 10 p.m. Eastern. Um... Yeah, so that's going to do it for this this week. Oh, and don't forget to do your picks on 4down.org, of course. Get them in. Help us win. Whatever. I guess. I don't know. Uh, and we are going to leave with the song of the night. You will recognize this song. It, it was used in the WWE for a while. But I feel it's perfect for tonight. It is I Walk Alone by Saliva. Because tonight, it's I who walk alone. Thank you for joining us. Catch us next week, possibly right here on the SNS Radio Network. Peace.
So wrong.